The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What is up, Buffalo Fanatics? Z-Bot here with you, live on the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel on a Monday night. And that, of course, can only mean one thing. It is the smoke break. So good to have you in tonight. we got a fun one in store for you. We're going to do it. We're going to go all the way in, all 32 NFL teams. I'm going to predict every single team's record. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is because not only am I going to predict each team's record, I am then going to place a bet on each team, whether they go over or under their projected win total. Got the DraftKings queued up, got the balance loaded up, and I got all the schedules loaded up as well. So strap in, tonight's going to be a fun one. We're going to go through all 32 NFL teams and see how we think the landscape of the 2023 NFL season will look when it comes to its conclusion. This is going to be insanely tough. I've actually never done anything like this, but I thought it'd be a fun exercise because as you, or as I look over and I see the home run derby, probably the best part of the MLB season, in my opinion, you kind of step back, as I seem to say every week now, you kind of step back and you just say, man, when is football? And all you can do in the meantime while you wait for football is, is what we're going to do tonight. Project what you think is going to happen when the football season starts. So let's get an update on how many days away we are until Buffalo Bills kick off. 63 days, folks. 63 days. We're getting there. We are getting there. It's starting to feel real. You know, Fourth of July is in the books. By the way, hope you had a phenomenal 4th of July. Man, it was hot. I read it was the hottest day ever recorded. Ever. My sister lived out in Arizona for a while. We checked in on the uh, weather there. I don't know if anybody's out West Coast area, Midwest. It was 111 degrees in Arizona on the 4th of July. It was like 90. I went up to, uh, back up to Rochester, and uh, it was like 90 there. Scorching hot, but a beautiful day. Hope you guys all uh, enjoyed it. Can't believe that's already come and gone. Um, and now, as I look over here, like I said, to the home run derby, this kind of 
shows you where we're at, where we are in the sports season, right? We're coming to the midway point of the baseball season, and the NBA draft just concluded. So we're picking up speed here. We're picking up speed. You're going to blink, baby, and it's going to be here. So tonight, like I said, we're going to go through all 32 NFL teams. We are going to project each record, and then we are going to put some money on it. And the best part about that is I can track this right at the end of the season. I can go back and see just how well I did. So fun one in store for you tonight. Let's get to some Bills stuff first, and there isn't much, which is good. Of course, the Diggs thing still lingers around. Uh, you know, we, 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 we went at it at, at nauseum last week. And I, I, I told you, I'm done with it. I've gone on a couple shows, talked more about it. My God, it's just, it's not worth talking about anymore. And as you've noticed, I think it's, you know, it's getting to the point now, unless something else happens, they're, they're really running out of material to extract out of whatever this story is. I, obviously, Josh Allen went on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast. That inflamed it a bit more, but in my personal opinion, the way he handled it, what he had said about it was exactly what needed to be said. I don't know how anybody could find any fault in what he said. He just went on that podcast and said the media was blowing it out of proportion, which is exactly what I told you a week ago. That's exactly what is happening. You heard it right from the horse's mouth and Josh Allen, the guy who's most directly involved within whatever predicament is supposedly occurring. So it's been put to rest in my world for a while. And I think after what Josh Allen said there, there was a few more articles written, of course. You know, what does this mean? What does Josh, yada, yada. I think we're finally going to be able to move on from that. The biggest news <laughs> this past week, you know, and, th- and this comes this comes back to what we talk about a lot on here about the the differences in being a Bills fan in this current era compared to what it used to be, right? We talk about that all the time, all the different examples. And one of the biggest ones as of late, obviously, has been Josh Allen's ascension, not only into one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but of course, superstardom, A-list type celebrity, all the things that come with that. The biggest story, of course, this past week, Josh Allen hanging out with the new girlfriend, Haley Steinfeld. That was the big news. Paparazzi following Josh Allen everywhere. I mean, I'd love to know where these guys are posted up to get these pictures because Josh Allen and Haley Steinfeld were hanging out in a pool somewhere. It looked like on a rooftop or something. And I'm thinking to myself, are these guys in helicopters? Are, are they are they scaffolding down a nearby building to get these photos? It, unbelievable to me. But I'm glad they took a photo because I want to get into what I took away from the Josh Allen and Haley Steinfeld enjoying the 4th of July together. Because, look, I don't care about Josh Allen's relationship life or his love life. I wish him all the best in that aspect of things. It's got nothing to do with me. All I can say is when it comes to my perspective on that, I hope he's happy and that's all I'm rooting for, right? It's all I care about. But these pictures that came out, Josh Allen's in the pool, he's hanging out. And everybody looks at the photo, and the first thing they think of is, oh, there's Josh Allen and Haley Steinfeld. They're hanging out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they're so cute together. I love them. Oh, my new favorite couple. No, that's not what I saw. What I saw is a man who looks like he's ready to dominate this year. Folks, this is Josh Allen, pictured with his new girlfriend, Haley Steinfeld. But I didn't even get a chance to look and see if she was in the photo. Because that Greek god on the left side of your screen is what caught my eye initially. If you remember, 
when Rico and I came on here a few weeks back and we were talking about our time at the West Term Media Day, um, we had mentioned to you how when we saw Josh Allen up close, it legitimately looked like he doubled in size, which is saying something because he is just naturally a massive human being. Height and, and, and just overall size. The guy's a massive dude. That's why he is the quarterback that he is. He's literally a stallion playing the quarterback position. He's always been like that. But it just was, to, to both Rico and I, it wasn't like we like I said it and he's like, oh, no, you're right. Or it wasn't like he said it to me. And I'm like, yeah, we both didn't even have to speak on it. We immediately came to the conclusion just seeing him. We were like, dude, he looks ripped. He looks absolutely loaded up. And that was with a shirt on, you know, obviously doing commercials, whatever. You could still tell. This is not that I not that I think there's a I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there's not a whole there's not a surplus of shirtless Josh Allen pictures rolling around. If there is, I'm glad I'm not on that side of the internet. But this one happened across my screen because of the big the big date, the big Fourth of July date. And my God, look at the shoulders going here. The shoulders, the arms, the upper body. The dude looks unbelievable right now compared to what he what he looked like coming into the league and what he looked like coming into the league was a damn good athlete. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the angle, I don't know if it's the way he's moving his arms across his body putting the towel on, I don't know what it is. He looks absolutely cut. And then you go back to what he said going into the offseason, right? He said I'd never been more focused on football. Now, I understand Josh he's on record saying he doesn't really do a whole lot in the offseason until it's time to do so uh, because that's just the way he's been. He 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 kind of rests his body up as you should until it's time to really get into into gear. But he had to, I don't know, he had to have been hitting the weights something. Because you look at that picture, and you and that's got to bring a smile to your face if you're a Bills fan. He looks in as good a shape as you could possibly be. Not, not every quarterback in the league, I mean, think about it. Most quarterbacks in the league are not looking, that looks like a middle linebacker to me right there. If you didn't know any better, and you saw Josh Allen in this photo, someone told you he was an NFL player, I don't know if I'm guessing quarterback. So he's looking huge, huge, and you got to love it. Going into the season, he just he just looked with the hair and the, the uh, what looks to be the added size, you can't not be excited. I'll tell you who else was excited, and this, was the, this, this is the tweet of the year. This is the tweet of the year, the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Mitch Morris had a little fun with that photo, and it's speaking back onto the hair situation there. So obviously, like I said, this was the talk. This was the talk, talk of the town. Josh Allen and Haley Steinfeld. You know, people actually they care about this stuff. I guess they care. Uh, TMZ especially cares. They're the ones who put this stuff out into the ether. I don't know how they obtained it. They've been doing it forever. Uh, but Josh Allen is, you know, he's he's a TMZ guy now. He, he he was on TMZ multiple times last year. I remember there was an article that came out last year. It was like Josh Allen seen out on uh, eating dinner, and I remember saying to myself, "I'm like, like." Yeah, the guy, what? Like, whatever. I guess this makes a bit more sense because Haley Steinfeld is, I don't know. Celebrity gossip, this isn't a, that's not my thing. I'm a sports guy, right? But (laughs) this killed me. So TMZ tweets out, Bill's quarterback Josh Allen makes out, (laughs) Bill's quarterback Josh Allen makes out with Haley Steinfeld on romantic Mexican getaway. And there was a photo attached to it. I think it was the one I just showed here, one of them. 
Mitch Morris quote tweets it. He goes, that new haircut gave him superpowers. My God, man, when I first saw, so I read the tweet initially. And I thought it was a funny tweet to begin with. I thought initially it was hilarious. Because it just seems like there's been this arc this offseason for Josh Allen. It kind of seems like he's going into his villain arc. You know what I mean? People are starting to doubt him again. They're doubting the Bills. They're doubting Josh Allen. Cover a Madden, right? And unless you were a Bills fan, it seemed the majority of people were heavily scrutinizing the choice to put him on Madden, saying he didn't deserve it, yada, yada, saying he uh, regressed uh, last year, right? All this stuff. It just feels like the villain arc is rising for Josh Allen. And now you see him, you know, he's got a new girlfriend, he's looking bigger, and now he's got the long hair. It just seems like it's all coming together. So I was thinking about that initially. And then I see this tweet, and I'm like, oh, that's that's a funny-ass tweet. Then I look up to the top left and see it's no none other than Mitch Morse. And when I saw that it was Mitch Morris who tweeted that out, man, made me laugh my ass off. So just goes to show you how slow of a period we are in right now with sports. When the main story coming out of Buffalo this past week is Josh Allen out on a date with his girlfriend. And the lead, the, lead, uh, the following story to that is uh, Mitch Morris tweeting about it. Slow times, folks. We need to get the pigskin in the air. 63 days. Cannot come soon enough. One other, uh, one other cool thing I wanted to show you that I saw today. I thought this was awesome. Uh, my man Greg here sent this to me earlier today. He makes these graphics. These things are awesome. I don't know if you've ever seen anything uh, like these before. They, they're on, they have a bunch of different ones on YouTube that show these graphics that progress over time. One really cool one, if you've never seen anything like this, one really cool one you can watch after the show here is if you go on YouTube and type in, uh, I think it's most popular websites from 1990-something until now, and you can just watch the the absurdity in, like, the difference in Internet usage and how these different websites came about and the popularity of Google. and uh, It's wild to watch it progress in, in this type of format. So my man Greg here made something similar, but this one is a graphic breaking down um, all the Bills' all-time touchdown leaders. So I'm going to click play here, and it's amazing – you watch 60 years of football here, right? And watch towards the end just how fast Josh Allen rockets towards the top, towards the mid-pack of this list. And now remember, this is personal touchdowns. This isn't throwing touchdowns. So the number you're going to see pop up on your screen here when you watch Josh Allen skyrocket to the middle of this graph, those are all rushing touchdowns. And Stephon Diggs is going to make his way onto this graph uh, in a seismic way as well when we get into it. But you look at it, right? Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid, right? Ch- exchanging the the baton there for the longest time. And you, you look at this. This is the crazy thing. Look at this. So you get, we got OJ leading for a long time, obviously. Nobody touched OJ, right, when it came to the Bills organization up until the 90s. That He was, he was the, the man. Then you get into the 90s, the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Famers here. So you right, right there. What, what do you got there? What is that? 90. Okay, so in 98, right? In 98, Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas both have 87 touchdowns to lead the Buffalo Bills for all-time total touchdowns, which is cool in itself. Both those guys were tied there for the longest time. Now you look at that was 98, right? We're a decade and no one's come even close. No one's come even remotely close. Look at this. We are still going. We are still going. We are now at 
20 years, no one's even come close to OJ in third place. And there he is. Look how fast Josh Allen rockets up this list. Okay. So Josh Allen comes into the league in right here. Watch this. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if you look at this, so in just a matter of a couple of seasons, Josh Allen has ascended all the way up to, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh all time in Buffalo Bills franchise history uh, in touchdowns. And that is only rushing touchdowns. That's it. So one more rushing touchdown away Josh Allen is from being at 40. And if he rushes in 10 touchdowns this year, which is very possible, very possible to have 10 rushing touchdowns this year for Josh Allen. If he has 10 rushing, rushing touchdowns this year, he'll be tied with Eric Moulds already for the fourth most touchdowns in franchise history, and that is just running the ball. Just absurd. You know, by the way, I also had said I thought, I thought Stephon Diggs was on here. I'm not seeing him. I guess he hasn't cracked into that yet. My mistake. Thought I thought Stephon Diggs, when I looked at this earlier, he was on it. I guess not. But the main takeaway I, I had was just watching Josh Allen ascend up that list as fast as he did. So already tied for seventh, and uh, he's 10 touchdowns away from being tied with Eric Moulds for touchdowns. So think about that. You know, Eric Moulds, great receiver for the team for a long time. Lee Evans as well at 43. Just think about that. Josh Allen will, will surpass them in personal touchdowns. Nothing to do with his throwing touchdowns. He'll surpass, he'll, he'll surpass Lee Evans this year for sure. And you can definitely anticipate that the, the, the Eric Moulds number at 49 is within sight in, in this season. So crazy stuff. Thought that graphic really did a good job of portraying just how dominant Josh Allen has been in that particular category. It has nothing to do with the, the passing yards, even the rushing yards itself. Nothing to do but him personally getting into the end zone. Just an absolute machine in doing so. And uh, it really shows here just how, how crazy that truly is. All right, so as I mentioned, tonight we are going to be having some fun with the entirety of the 2023 NFL schedule. So as you can see here on your screen, I have in grid style all 32 NFL teams up here on the board and all 32 NFL teams' schedules up here on the board as well. It's an alphabetical order going week by week. And what we're going to do is we are going to go through each and every team, each and every game, mark a win or a loss, and then we are going to bet on that team's over-under win total. So over here, I got DraftKings pulled up. The problem I have with DraftKings or any of these sports books is you got a law. They, they, I mean, I, I guess I get it. They want to be safe because God only knows what would happen if you got hacked into this or whatever. But you got to log in and log out like a million times if you, uh, if you're not like active on it for a while. Um, but anyway, so logging in here, here we go. So as you can see right up here in the top of your screen, I am a big baller, baller. I'm just throwing coin, baby. $64, you're thinking to yourself, okay, what does that mean? Let's do, let's do a little bit of rudimentary math here. 32 times 2, 64. That's right, folks. We're putting 2 bucks, 2 whole 
smackaroos on each and every team's 2023 win total. So we'll go over to the uh, we'll go over to the team futures right here, regular season wins, and as you can see, we got the whole list right here. So this entire list, we're gonna be hammering every single one of them. Now I thought the smart way to do this would be to do it going by division, so that way you can knock off the division games for all four teams, right? Because I feel, I feel like if I do it alphabetically, then at some point I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up one of the division, like one of the teams where they play twice or whatever, and say, for instance, we're doing the AFC East, and I, it starts up at the top of the Bills, and we get down to the Patriots, and I flip-flopped one of the games that I gave to the Bills or to the Jets or whatever. So I thought the smart thing to do here would be to go by division. And I thought, well, we are an AFC team, and we are very uh, enthralled with the goings-on of the AFC. So we're going to make you wait a little bit to get to the AFC. We're going to start in the NFC, which I have to argue is, is more interesting than meets the eye. The NFC, to me, Oh, my mom just texted me. She goes, I think you showed your password on the betting site. I did not. It was, it was covered up, Mom. I promise. And if I did, go nuts because, uh, look it, it's not, like, it's not like every time I place a bet on this thing, I don't lose anyways. So what's the difference? You place the, if you hack in and place the bet, I hack in, I go in and place the bet, it's going to lose. So go nuts. Anyhow, um, so... We're going to go through, and we're going to start with uh, the NFC. Now, what I, what I was saying was the, the, the NFC, to me, is very interesting this year in a completely different way than I find the AFC to be interesting. The AFC, there's no, there's no need to explain it. The AFC, this is as good of a, this is as good as a conference has been maybe ever. I mean, when you look at the quarterback talent in the AFC and then all the trimmings that come along with it, the AFC has never been more loaded. I don't think a conference has ever been more loaded. The exciting aspect going into this season is, man, who's not going to make it? Who's going to get out of that alive? Who is going to find their way to the top of that, what seems to be insurmountable mountain climb? Because if you look at the schedule for all of these teams in the AFC, especially the ones coming off of playoff berths, I mean, nobody's got it easy. Nobody. So the AFC, it obviously just, when you look at it, Point blank. It, it doesn't get more interesting. But the NFC is interesting to me because you're going to see some teams this year get into the playoffs that you would not expect just because of how weak the NFC is. The NFC is extraordinarily weak outside of the 49ers and the Eagles. In my opinion, it's wide open. I think you, I think you get your classic teams that find their way in there, like the Cowboys, obviously, or... Um, see, that's the thing. I got to rack my brain. I, I do give the Cowboys a playoff spot in my mind just because I look at the landscape of the NFC and I think that the the Cowboys have one of the better rosters. The funny thing is though if you move the Cowboys over to the AFC, are they even a top what? Are they are they even a top 8 team? I don't think so. Yet they're probably the third best team in the NFC right now. So what I find to be extraordinarily intriguing about the NFC this year is outside of the top tier teams and really, there's only two, in my opinion, the Niners, who have question marks all over the quarterback position. That in itself is interesting. Really, outside of the Eagles, it's fair game. 
So I feel like the N- the NFC here is going to be tricky because there's going to be some teams that you just would not anticipate having a good season. Yet you look at their schedule, you look at what other teams got going on, next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. So here it is, folks. All 32 NFL uh, over-unders are on the board here. And we're going to start with the NFC East. So let's go over here, and we will start. I'm going to circle them here. So as you can see here, I got the grid up here, and we got our uh, markers over here. So the red marker we're going to use for a loss. Green marker we're going to use for a W. And I'm just going to use this little pen here to circle the teams that we are going to do right now so I can keep my uh, my focus here. So we got Dallas. We got the Giants. We got Philly. And we got... Where are they? Where the hell is the Commanders? Am I blind? A, B, C, D, G, H, I, J, K, L. Dude, the commanders, I don't think the commanders, the commanders aren't on there. Chat, let me know if the, if the commanders are on there, if you can see them. I, I, I can't see them. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. They ain't on it. As Wario says, they ain't on it. All right, that's fine. We'll just pull them up on another on another link then. But we'll start with Dallas. So let's start with Dallas. Interesting year coming into 2023, in my opinion, for the Dallas Cowboys. I think the loss of Kellen Moore is going to be bigger than people anticipate. I think Kellen Moore got a raw deal getting kicked out of Dallas, but at the same time, I thought that he wound up winning that whole altercation, being sent to the L.A. Chargers, where he now gets to coach Justin Herbert over Dak Prescott. That's like hitting the lottery, in my opinion. They put a lot of the blame on Kellen Moore, thought it was unjustified, and now the offensive play calling is going to be in the hands of Mike McCarthy, who I personally, I, I just, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how to feel about Mike McCarthy. Not a massive Mike McCarthy fan. I think he's an average coach. And for a team like the Dallas Cowboys, I just don't think that average cuts it. But we all know what goes on in Dallas. It's Jerry Jones and the Jones family that runs it. It's always seemed as though Jerry likes to have a coach in place that he can have control of. And it kind of seems like Mike McCarthy fits the bill for that a little bit. So I'm interested to see how that works out this year for Dallas. And they've also, not officially yet, but they've pretty much moved off of Ezekiel Elliott, you got Tony Pollard coming in to be the running back one of this team, and he is coming off of a major injury. They really only have one legitimate weapon to throw the ball to, and that's C.D. Lamb. And they've, they also, of course, lost Dalton Schultz as well at the tight end position. Dallas's defense is great. Micah Parsons is phenomenal. But this offense is lacking a lot, in my opinion, in Dallas. And I think if you, if you look at the landscape of the NFC, like I said earlier, well... It might not show its its head as much. But Dallas oftentimes gets confused for being better than they are just because of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, interesting year this coming year for Dallas. I think the, sh- the leash gets short, shorter and shorter every year for Dak, and it's certainly getting shorter for Mike McCarthy. So let's check it out here. 
Week one, and this is cool, by the way. I just found this out because I'm going to the Bills-Jets game on Monday night uh, on 9-11, week one. And I just found out, uh, it kind of just clicked this past week, Sunday night football is this week one game right here for the Cowboys. Sunday night football is Giants-Cowboys, and it's at MetLife. So MetLife has the Sunday night game, Giants-Cowboys, and then the Monday night game, Bills-Jets. So was talking to my dad this past week. I think we're going to do both, which would be awesome. Absolutely killer to be able to knock both those off because you're right there. They're back-to-back. Why not? So let's kick it off with that week one game. Dallas Cowboys here, New York Giants. Going to be a good one, I think. And I think the Giants come into this season riding the momentum off the of last year. I think they, they, they're happy right now with what they're building, and they should be. Brian Dable's really done a great job of extracting the most out of a team that might not be, you know, considered a contender, but they play hard enough to where you can never overlook them. I'm looking at this game right here. Let's go week one, Dallas Giants in New York. Throwing a bit of a curveball here. I'm going to go a win for the Giants. So a loss for the Dallas Cowboys. I got the Giants winning that game week one. Week two, Dallas and the Jets. Ooh, that's interesting. That is an interesting one. Mm, That one is in Dallas. By the way, if you look at the Jets schedule on here, as we'll get into throughout the show, but if you look at the Jets schedule, which also, for some reason, is not on here. But the Jets schedule is very tough. I just I just realized there's two teams that aren't on this, and I'm and I'm realizing the Jets are the other team. So we'll get to them later. But Jets Cowboys, I that's a tough one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go loss here again for the Dallas Cowboys. They're gonna lose to both New York teams right out of the gate and start zero and two. Now, Arizona is basically going to be a bye week, in my opinion, for a lot of teams this year. I'm going to give a W there. Dallas versus New England. Man, I think it's going to be rough for New England this year. Everybody always has this, like, pseudo-optimism for New England just because they're the Patriots. We've still yet to lift that cloud over. Uh, we've yet to distinguish the difference between the, the, the Patriots of old and the Patriots of new. We obviously know they're not nearly as good, but it's still tough for us to accept when you're doing stuff like this, ah, the Patriots just aren't the Patriots. Therefore, but in my opinion, they're they're easily the they're easily the choice for last place this year in the AFC East. And I just think when you stack up the Dallas Cowboys against the New England Patriots, Dallas is the better team. So we're gonna go two and two to start off here. The Dallas Cowboys. By the way, I didn't even look. Let's see what their over under is for our first bet here. So the Dallas Cowboys over-under is nine and a half wins. And as you can see here, the over is heavily favored at minus 165. Man, that's uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty crap odds in my opinion. I could see Dallas winning like nine games. And maybe that's why it's the way it is. It's very, it's gonna, I think it's going to be tight on that number. We'll see what we get to. Nine and a half is the Dallas Cowboys number. Currently, I have them at two wins right now. We move on to week five. They take on the San Francisco 49ers. Sorry to anybody who's a Cowboys fan. No shot. We saw what San Fran did to him in the playoffs. I just don't see it. 
To me, this is this is the year, and I feel like I say this every year, but this is the year the Chargers have to ascend, right? They have to. If they don't, they're never going to. How they are not better year after year with that roster, I'll never understand. They have got to make it happen this year, especially after the debacle against the Jaguars in the playoffs last season. I'm going to give an L to the Dallas Cowboys here as well. Going into the bye, wow, I got the Dallas Cowboys at 2-4. and four. Two wins. Coming out of the bye, the L.A. Rams, man. I don't know what to make of the Rams this year. I personally think they're going to be I, – I, if I had a gut, like a gut feeling that I had to place a bet on, I would think Rams bottom five this year. That's how I see them. But you can really never count out McVay. They were really injured last year, and that definitely took a toll on how bad they were. I think they bounced back a little bit, but I just don't think they're good enough to be a, a competitor in the NFC even though uh, it's, it's as weak as it is. So I'm going to give the Dallas Cowboys a win against the Rams. Now, Philadelphia, that's an L. I think they're going to split with the Giants. So we'll do a split there. We'll give them a win there. Panthers are an interesting team to me this year. Panthers are an interesting team to me this year. That division is just abysmal, and I could see them, I could see them being one of those underrated teams this year that you don't think about that steals – a few more games than you'd think that they would. This one, though, I don't have them doing that. I got the Cowboys winning this game. I got them beating the Commanders. If I had to pick a fourth team in the NFC, I would probably look at Seattle. It's all going to be dependent on whether or not Geno Smith is going to be able to replicate what he did last season. That is, of course, the big question. If Geno Smith can replicate what he did a season ago, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be just fine. But can he do that? I got faith in the Seahawks being even better this year than they were last year. Nobody had a prayer uh, or, or nobody had a uh, any inkling that the, the Seattle Seahawks were going to be any good last year after the departure of Russell Wilson. They shattered expectations. I think they're even better this year. I'm going to give uh, the Cowboys an L to the Seattle Seahawks there. They're going to get swept by the, the Eagles. And then they got to go to Buffalo. They got to go to Buffalo. And that, folks, is a big... I cannot see Dak Prescott going into Buffalo and beating these Buffalo Bills. If he couldn't beat them on Thanksgiving in Dallas, I don't see how he's going to be able to beat them in Buffalo. Miami, I'm going to give him a loss to Miami. Detroit, man, I think Detroit's going to be something this year. I think Detroit is going to be the potential division winners this year. I'm going to I'm going to go L, man. I'm going to go L. I'm I'm high on Detroit this year in a W against Washington. So that brings us to 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 wins for the Cowboys. Am I out of my mind? Am I nuts? Wow. Okay, seven wins. So now this is the cool thing about the uh, what they got going on over here at DraftKings. You can go with the by-the-book bet, which is nine and a half right now for the Cowboys. But you can also do alternative bets. Of course, I got to log back in. Like I told you, I'm going to probably have to do this a thousand times. You can do alternate bets. So you can change up the amount of games. And although, I got to agree with you, changes coming in here, he's saying... Uh, and that's too many L's. I agree with you. But 
I don't know. Each one of those ones, I mean, obviously there's going to be ones that go back and forth, but that nine and a half, even with that seven, they still fall two, two and a half games shy of that number. So I'm going to bet it based on how I foresee it on those predictions. So you can do these alternate bets here. And let's let's make it juicy. Let's go, let's go. Mm. Let's yeah, now I can't do the seven and a half just because that's too risky. The under nine and a half, though, I'm locking that in. I'm locking that in for our first bet of the night. Two to win 480, baby. We are high rollers. We are high rolling. Under nine and a half for Dallas Cowboys. Lock it in. The bet is in. I, I like that bet. Seven is definitely too low, just going through that. But I could see, like Scotty's saying, nine seems like the number. Going through that schedule, nine seems like the number for Dallas looking at this schedule. And I got to tell you, if they do go over, I think it's 10 wins. It's by a, I think it's going to be by a half game either way. All right, let's transfer it down now to the New York Giants. So we already gave them... A W over the Dallas Cowboys. Going to give them a W over Arizona. We're going to go loss to San Francisco. Ooh, this is going to be a, this is a tough stretch here for the, for the Giants. I think they're going to win one of these three games. One of these three. And I'll give them that win over the Seahawks. Giants start 3-1, and one, lose to the Dolphins, lose to the Bills. I think they split with Washington, so I'll just put one loss here for now. Oh, that's cool. The Giants and Jets playing at MetLife this year. Forgot about that, obviously, because we're playing the NFC East. Um, mm, That's a tough one. Going to go L here. Give the Jets the win. W over the Raiders. I had them splitting with the yep. So I had I had them splitting with the Giants or excuse me with the the Cowboys. So lock that in. So we got that split. Um, yep. I have them splitting. I think they're going to split all the way down the middle in the NFC East. New England. That's an interesting one. When you look at the Giant, the Giants are kind of right now a, just a slightly better version. Well, not slightly. I would say you know it's pretty. It's pretty significant, but not crazy. They, they just seem kind of like a New England team right now where they have a lot of guys that, that aren't household names at all. Quarterback position is kind of similar. Daniel Jones is just a more athletic Mac, Mac Jones um, with a contract. New England, of course, is going to win a few games that you don't expect them to just based on coaching and defense. Mm, this is an interesting one. Going to give New England a W here. Going to go loss for the New York Giants here. Bye week. And then we got Green Bay. Going to give them a win over Green Bay. Let's go. Mm. Something about New Orleans this year interests me. Let's, let's go. Uh, I'm going to give them a loss to the, I'm going to give them a loss. No, you know what? No, I'm going to give them a win over New Orleans. 
I'm going to give them two L's to Philadelphia. And I'm going to give them a W over the Rams. So what's that bring us? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins for the New York Giants. Let's go and find out what their season total is. That could be a little low. Let's see. Okay, all right, I was spot on. Based on what Vegas is kind of looking at right now for the Giants, they got them at I was at, I would have guessed higher. I would have guessed probably eight and a half. Vegas has the Giants at seven and a half. We're locking in the over. We're looking for that hook on that. We're gonna lock in the over for the Giants. Interesting. That number. And you got to remember, too. You got to remember. I'm going to write these down, by the way. So we got Dallas under nine and a half. And then we got the Giants over seven and a half. These numbers are always, like, so tight every year. But that that feels right. Over seven and a half for the Giants. I really like that. Let's lock that in with our two buckaroos. Trying to retire early here, folks. Did it go in? You better believe it. The bet is in. Over seven and a half for the New York Giants. All right, let's move on to the former NFC champs last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. Do we envision a bit of a pullback for the Eagles this year? I would say maybe if the NFC just wasn't absolute dirt. I think the Eagles easily are in position to make another run for the uh, for the Super Bowl this year. At the very least, the NFC Championship, you have to think. So let's get into it. Here's the Philadelphia Eagles. W over New England. All right. They, they, they're starting off, wow. That they're, they're, they're winning all those games, in my opinion. At, at, at the most, mm, yeah, no. That's 5-0. That's 5-0 that's to me. That's 5-0 to me. A win over New England, a win over Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Washington, the Rams. That's 5-0. Now, let's see here. Win over Washington, I'll give them that. Did I have Dallas splitting with them? Let's see here. No, I had them losing both to them, so we got to give them that win over Dallas. Um, I'm going to say they're going to lose one of these two... AFC East games right here, back-to-back. Jets, Miami. If it were up to you guys, who do you see having the better chance of beating Philadelphia, the Jets or the Dolphins? I think think Miami's got the better chance just because I think it's going to be more of an offensive game. And as it stands right now, I I don't care. The Aaron Rodgers situation, yeah, it's great. They still don't have the weapons that that the Dolphins have. The Dolphins can score quick with the speed they have on that offense. I think that that better lines up with the Eagles as opposed to the Jets. Now, the Jets have the better defense, but with the offense that that Philadelphia possesses, I don't know how much that's going to matter because they're going to score points no matter what. I'm going to give them an L. No, excuse me. I'm going to give them... Yes. I'm going to give them an L to Miami, and I'm going to give them a win over the Jets. 
Let's go loss to Kansas. Ooh, wow. This is ooh, this gets interesting here. Let's go loss to Kansas City. I'm gonna I I got them beating the Bills. As of right now, I got them beating our Buffalo Bills, unfortunately. I remember I had that in my early season prediction. So we're gonna give them a loss to the Chiefs, a win over the Bills. I mean, either way, at the very least, I look at those that back-to-back stretch there. They're going to lose one of those two. That's how I see it. And we got to find some losses for the Bills somewhere. And, man, I mean, that's just a tough game. You could foresee the Bills losing that game for sure. Now, it could go. I think that game's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, San Francisco, that's going to be a hell of a game as well. I just think that the quarterback position, that's kind of where you see the discrepancy in this one. I give them a win over the... Uh, the Niners went over Dallas. Now it's throwing upset in there. Let's see. Yeah, let's throw an upset in there. Let's give Seattle the win here. And then I had them sweep in the Giants. They're beating the Cardinals for sure. So there it is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That seems about one too high. One or two too high, probably. Let's see what Vegas has the number at for the Eagles. Okay, so they have them at 11 and a half. 14's definitely a bit too high. They're definitely going to drop at least one or two more of those. But looking at 11 and a half, and you can see just based on the number they have this at, it is dead even. You got the over at minus 110. You got the under at minus 110. So what that's telling you is... This is essentially a coin flip on how Vegas views the, the the season going for the Eagles. But at the very least, what they're telling you is they're going to be hugging right around at least double-digit wins. And 11 seems like the litmus test as to whether or not they go just under or just over. I got them going over that in a week NFC. So let's get let's get let's get that in there. Over 11 and a half victories for the Philadelphia Eagles. Two bucks. Lock it in how come every time i do that it does it, it like brings me to this, these random brings me to like my old bets here weird all right that's in i like that one 11 and a half i mean it seems like i mean it is a high number it's probably one of the higher numbers on here but you look at that NFC, I mean, who is comparable to the Eagles? It's just, it's not there. Uh, so Washington wasn't on there for some reason. I don't know why. But we're going to have to look up their uh, schedule separately. I don't know, man. The Eagles, to me, I think you look at both the AFC and the NFC, you could argue they're the best team out of anybody. Now, is... Jalen Hurts gonna live. Is he gonna live up to the hype? And I think I got no reason to doubt him. In the biggest game of the year last year, the Super Bowl, I thought he played tremendous. I really did. I thought he had a phenomenal game. And I love everything about the guy. His, his demeanor, his attitude, character. Love how he developed his game last year after everybody kind of doubted him. Big fan of Jalen Hurts. I think he can. Only, I think it only gets better. If he can stay healthy, I think it only gets better. I mean, he's got so many weapons around him. It's it's just absurd. They just added DeAndre Swift, too. I mean, it's ridiculous what they have in Philadelphia. All right, regular season. I'm going to write this down so I remember this. They don't have the uh, the grid here. 
All right, the Commanders. What do we think about the Commanders this year? Is who's is uh? Let me just take a look at what they got going on. They're like the most forgettable team sometimes, which is wild because you think about what they used to be. They used to be one of the more storied franchises in the NFL, but you know Schneider really ran that team through the ground, and. It's just not pretty in Washington. So as of right now, I forget this, honestly. Sam Howell is starting for the Washington Commanders. I have no idea what that's going to look like. It's just, it, there's no, I mean, they, Rivera always gets them playing tight or playing playing hard. But, man, you got to think that they're, they're a mid-single-digit team. So the Cardinals are just absolutely horrendous. I mean, they're just bad. I don't even know if the Cardinals are going to – four or five wins max I look at for the Cardinals. So I'm going to give Washington a W here. I'm going to give them two L's back-to-back here. They're not beating the Broncos and the Bills. They're going to lose to the Eagles. We already got that down. Now, this is the, this is the type of game where you can see both these teams having a very competitive game here. I think the Bears have a much better season this year compared to last. They're going to lose one of these two right here, Falcons or Bears. Thursday night football at home. Let's give them a W over the Bears. Let's give them an L to the Falcons. Let me go back and see if what I had with the Giants. I think I, I think I had them getting toasted by just about everybody in the NFC East. Yeah, changes. You're right here. Honestly, if anybody, if, if you're a team this year in the NFL, like, like by, by the trade deadline or by like your bye week, depending on when it is, if it is inevitable that you're not going to sniff a playoff uh, berth, I mean, Caleb Williams, as of, as it stands right now, I mean, he's get he's getting hyped up like Trevor Lawrence did. You're hearing you're hearing that Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes to some degree. That's the comp that everybody says. He's a more polished Patrick Mahomes is what you hear. He is a tank-worthy type quarterback as it, as it looks right now. If you're a team like the Arizona Cardinals uh could find themselves in, if you're a team that finds themselves in a in a spot mid-season where it's just not happening. And the Cardinals have shown it. They don't care. They moved off of Josh Rosen in a year. And Kyler Murray, despite getting that that contract extension, he's going to miss a lot of the year with his injury, and things have not been good there between those two. So it's not like it would be the craziest thing in the, uh, on earth for them to move off of Kyler Murray. It wouldn't blow my mind at all. And I'll tell you right now, if they get the number one overall pick, they're absolutely taking Caleb Williams. So, yeah, I think I had them losing to the uh, the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see here. Yep. Oh, I have them splitting with the Giants. Okay. So, we'll give them a W for the Giants there. I got them losing both Eagles games. Okay, New England Patriots. Hmm. Man, you got to think Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback like Sam Howell. 
I'm taking the Patriots here. W. Seahawks. Let's give this. Let's give the. Let's let's go L here. L to the Seahawks. We already did uh, one of the Giants. I think I have the Cowboys. Do I have them splitting with them? I got them sweeping them. So loss. Miami. We'll go L here. Give him a W over the Rams. L to the Jets. L Niners. Oof, this is ugly. L Cowboys. So let's see. I got one, two, three, four. I got five wins for the Commanders. Seems a little bit low. But let's see what the number is in Vegas. Five seems a bit low. But I bet you the number in Vegas is like six and a half. Let's see. Yep, there it is, six and a half. Um, that seems just yeah, that seems spot on. And as you can see here, based on the number, the un the over is the underdog here. Um, yeah, I like under six and a half a lot here. Five seems a bit low for sure, but I don't see them winning more than six games based on that schedule. And based on the fact that Sam Howell is starting, it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't see it. Lock it in. And there it is, folks. That's the NFC East in the bag. Ah, four down. And as you said, here we're an hour in. And Nathan just came here and said he's going to be here for four hours. We are going to speed this up. I just realized how much time I spent on that. I didn't even realize it was an hour. So we are going to speed it up. I think what, here's, all right, you know what I know what I'm going to do here? Let's have some fun with this. We're going to go into a new realm of thinking going through this this is going to be the new criteria right here on the spot nathan i appreciate you bringing it to my mind that if i did if i did this the way i'm doing this you're going to be making breakfast with this still on and i'm going to be half asleep this is the new criteria each game we're just going to go based on who the better quarterback is so i'm going to look at the schedule i'm going to look at the two quarterbacks Whoever I think's got the better quarterback, I'm giving them the W. I'm giving them the W. And then if it's a toss-up or if it's close, like in division, I'm going to split the games. If it's close, I'm going to split the games uh, in division. So speaking of division, let's move on to what I think to be one of the more interesting divisions in football this year, and that's the NFC North. I think the NFC North is interesting this year because I don't think the Minnesota Vikings can replicate what they did last season. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is no longer around. And the Detroit Lions now seem to be the team on the rise. And I'm very excited to watch that kind of unfold. Because that's a team similar to what the Bills were for the longest time. That's a team that you just, you root for to get into the playoffs. Their fans are great. They have had absolutely nothing to, to root for. You'll lose Matt Stafford, and the, the first year of his departure, he wins the Super Bowl with another team. I mean, that's just got to be, it's got to be gut-wrenching. 
So I root for the Detroit Lions, and I think this is going to I think this is going to be a good year for them. Okay. So like I said, we're just going to base this off a of quarterback. So I think right now, if you were to look at, we don't know anything about Jordan Love. We just don't know anything. Green Bay is one of the more intriguing teams of the entire 2023 NFL season. It's the first year in what? 25 years where either Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers is not quarterbacking this team. You have two first ballot Hall of Famers over the last 25 years quarterbacking the Green Bay Packers. You now have a quarterback playing for this franchise that seems to be a rookie, yet he isn't. This is his fourth year, and we know absolutely nothing about Jordan Love. We also don't know what the ceiling is going to be for the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. We just don't know. We saw the run game get unleashed last year, but we also know with that type of run game that they were relying on with him, which seems to be, you know, in an offense like that that is very weak, that doesn't have a lot to work with, oftentimes you see a guy like Justin Fields get used a bit too much, results in injury. So we'll see. I like Justin Fields, but... He's only, he's only going to be as good as what Chicago puts around him. And Chicago has had a very tough time putting anybody on offense over the last, I mean, basically my entire life, to be, to be honest with you. So I look at, you know, especially in a divisional game here, I would say just based on what we know of Justin Fields so far and what we can anticipate, we can say maybe, let's say Jordan Love gets to uh, a little below average in his, in his first year as a, as a full starter here. We're going to split these games. We're going to split the Green Bay games for Chicago. Uh, Tampa Bay, I'm just so down on Tampa Bay this year. Baker Mayfield, God bless him. It's just, I, I, no, I just don't see it. That team, they, they did what the Rams did, man. They balled out to win the Super Bowl. You got to give them all the credit in the world. They got it done. But you're going you're gonna to see the, the fruits of that experiment kind of develop this season. I think it's going to be a real rough year for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Lost to KC, lost to Denver. What did I do here with Wa? What did I do with Washington? I can't remember whatever. We'll just give them a Oh, I I had the Bears winning this one, I think. No. I I remember. I I had the Bears losing to Washington. Um Minnesota. I'm going to have them split with Minnesota in the division. I'm going to have them split with... I think they're going to split with everybody in the division this year. I'm going to give them three division wins. Split with Minnesota. And then I'm going to have them split with Detroit as well. I think the Bears are good enough to where you could see a, you could see the split in some capacity. Whether it's um, you know getting a win over each one of them or finding a way to beat one of the teams twice or whatever. I think they're going to split three and three in the division at some, in some capacity, uh, Vegas. And they're a team that you just, you, you look at them. You don't want to think that they're as bad as, as they're projected to be, but I, I just don't know in the AFC how Vegas, I, I don't know. I think Vegas though, they do get their victories this year in situations like this. I mean, with their division and just how top-heavy the AFC is, or not top-heavy, just how deep the AFC is, I just don't think they're going to get an awful, an awfully high amount of, of W's in the AFC. I think their victories come outside the conference. So I'm going to give Vegas a W here at home against the Bears. Chargers, that's a loss. 
I think they win one of these two games here. I will give them the victory over. Let's give them the victory over. Feeling the Saints. Give them a victory over the Saints. Loss to the Panthers. Going to give them a W over the Browns, the Cardinals, and a loss to the Falcons. That seems about right. Just based on quarterback, I look at this and I feel good about this. And then I have them splitting through the divisional games as well. So we tally that up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins for the Bears. Can't remember what they went last year. That sounds about right where they were at last year. Let's see what the Vegas line is. It's got to be right around that. Wait a, wait a minute. What? Oh, I had the wrong. Uh, duh. I had the ultimate. Yeah, no kidding. Look at this. Over, over 11 and a half plus 900. I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? Gonna say who the hell set that line? I'll put my I'll put my life savings on that under right now. All right, so the Vegas the Vegas line seven and a half one two three four five six seven. Man, we are sharp on these numbers tonight. We are sharp on these numbers tonight, boys. We are like right on the money every single time. The under, I like this. We're getting a little juice on the under. We're getting a little juice on the under. And I'm feeling good about that. Seven wins sounds about right. And once again, it just goes to show you, man, Vegas, these numbers just seem right, don't they? Like you just think the Bears, you think seven and a half, that just seem, that just sounds right. We're locking in the under on the Bears. Under seven and a half, it is locked in. Moving on to the Detroit Lions, who I anticipate win the NFC North this year. I think the Detroit Lions are your NFC North champion this year, and I hope that winds up coming to fruition. I'm rooting for them. All right, Detroit. I keep forgetting the first game of the year. It's just it's it's such a uh, it's a really strange opening game. Like last year, right? The opening game, of course, Bills Rams. You got the Rams coming off the Super Bowl, obviously, and then you got the Bills coming off of that legendary divisional game. The hype was insane for the Bills. I mean, that game was uh, just being. You know, everybody was stoked for that. Outside of just us or Rams fans, everybody was excited for that game. This is a bit unorthodox, right? The Detroit Lions coming off a good year, but not a playoff year. And the Chiefs. And I think this is the first time in a while where the defending champion plays a team that didn't make the playoffs to open the season. But that just kind of goes to show you where the NFL uh, kind of looks at what the uh, the Detroit Lions could be this year. Um, but what I love this Yes, was going to happen? No. Lost to Kansas City to open up the year. I I can't envision a world where the Detroit Lions go in and beat the Chiefs opening week. Uh, just with Andy Reid with a whole offseason to game plan for the, for the Lions first game, I don't see it. All right. Seattle, Atlanta, Green Bay. Okay, let's go. So based on quarterback... Mm, this is I'm not talking about a toss-up. Who am I taking? Geno Smith or Jared Goff? Ooh. Gonna go Goff. I liked, I don't know what it is, but Goff just seemed he seemed more confident last season. Like he was essentially sent to He was sent to Detroit to kind of like there's no other way to put it. They just kind of sent him. It was like sending him to Guantanamo Bay. 
from L.A., right? It was just like, hey, man, thanks for everything, but you're out of here, right? You're out. So I think I think Goff, and this is coming from somebody who was, I, I, I did not, I was not a Goff guy at all in L.A. I think for Detroit in this current situation, I'm much more of a fan of Goff now than I used to be when he was with, with the uh, the Rams. Not to say I, I still don't think he's – he's not a guy I'd want on my team, but I still think that if you look at him, he's right in that middle of the pack of these of, of the average-tier quarterbacks right now. And, and the way Detroit's building their team, I think if he continues to kind of ride that wave or play even just a bit better in the NFC, I think the Detroit Lions have a great chance. Uh, so we look at Atlanta with Desmond Ritter. Got to go Goff here. I have them splitting with the Packers. Just because I think this division is so tight, I think that the majority of the, the split, I think the majority of the, the the team split in the division this year in that uh, in the North. Uh, Panthers. Now, this is a good one. The Panthers, to me, they're the team that, that this year that like, you're not even going to think about it, and they're going to be like right in the mix of it just because of how absolutely abysmal that division is. You look at the Panthers division, you got the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Saints. And all four of those teams in that division, I mean, you have, I don't know, I don't know how you could bet who you think wins that one. That, to me, is a total toss-up. Uh, now, I wonder, I wonder here if Bryce Young is going to start right off the bat or if Andy Dolan is going to be the starter. That's going to be an interesting thing to see week one. Bryce Young at some point, though, definitely becomes the starter. But either way, I'm taking Goff over either of them right now. So I'm going to give that a W to Detroit. W over Tampa Bay. Loss to Baltimore. Jimmy Jimmy G and Jared Goff kind of seem like they're like very identical type quarterbacks. Hmm. Then again, though, is Jimmy Garoppolo even going to be playing quarterback for the for the Raiders? I mean, what, I haven't heard anything about that ever since it came out that they could potentially get out of his contract because of the the failed physical. Um, I'm going to give him a loss to the Raiders. Okay, loss to the Chargers. I had them losing to Chicago for some reason. That's what I had. I'm gonna go back here and actually I'm gonna get rid of this. They're being the they're being the Raiders. That doesn't doesn't feel right to me. Okay, New Orleans. Another close one. But I will take. I will take the Lions there. And that's right. I had them splitting with the Bears. That's why I had that. Denver gonna give them a loss to Denver. Had them splitting with Minnesota. And if we go back and look at the Dallas schedule, what did I have there? I had Dallas losing to Detroit. So let's see what the verdict is for the Detroit Lions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That sounds about right to me. I can see the Detroit Lions winning ten games this year. Let's see what Vegas has to say. Oh my God, guys, we are. I mean, we, we might as well be making the lines this year. Look how sharp we are. 
I, I, I'm telling you what, I, I might as well apply for a bookmaking job. I am on these numbers, baby. Nine and a half. And we got him at 10. Lock it in. Detroit Lions. 10 wins this year. Covering the over on the nine and a half. Man, we are dead on these numbers. 10 wins for Detroit City. I, I see it this year. Don't you remember when they were coming on last year and the Bills played them and on Thanksgiving? Man, that team is damn good. They're well coached. They're young. They got a lot of great young talent. And like I said, if golf can just play above average football, they're a good ass team. They played the I mean, they they should have beat the Bills on Thanksgiving. If it wasn't for that unbelievable pitch and catch from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs with less than a minute left to get in the field goal range, I, I think we're all eating our turkey covered in tears. I, I'll never forget that game because I was over at my girlfriend's family with all their extended family, and I was I, I told you on, on the episode afterwards, I put on a show on that one. I was freaking the hell out, and nobody nobody ate or moved until that game was over. Not because they were invested in the game. They were more invested in whether or not I was going to have a heart attack and they were going to have to drive me to the hospital or not. So Bear or uh, Detroit Lions, I'm high on them this year. Okay, I got Green Bay, uh, I got Green Bay splitting with the uh, Chicago Bears. I got them splitting with the Detroit Lions. Basically, I basically got everybody, or I, not basically, I do. I have everybody uh I have everybody in this division splitting games. This division really does seem super tight to me. And you can't sleep on on the the Vikings. I mean the Vikings, I don't they I mean last year they won I think 11 one-score games, they're 11-0 and in one-score game. That's just not happening this year. You can't replicate that. So you have to factor in a few more losses, but they're still, they're still one of those teams you can just never overlook. Still a damn good team. They just never win when it counts. Um, whereas, uh, speaking of which, Minnesota, yep, so split the Minnesota games. Okay, now let's get into it. So we got Atlanta, Green Bay, Atlanta. I'm going to give Jordan Love the edge over Desmond Ritter right now. I got, I just, no, no real reason why. Both pretty much making their first couple of starts there, but Jordan Love's had more time to get ready for it. And I think in a battle of a, two really young quarterbacks, that could maybe be the slight difference. Uh, now, I think New Orleans is going to be better than advertised with Derek Carr. I know I was talking earlier about how um, how terrible the NFC South is. The Saints could very well that they, they. I mean, if I if I had to place money, I know I said earlier that I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't bet my own money. But if I had to place a bet, I would I would definitely put it on New Orleans, I think, based on the landscape of that division. I'm going to give them a loss to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, let's give them a win over the Raiders. Let's give them a loss to Denver. Let's do a win over the Rams. A loss to the Steelers. Loss to the Chargers. Loss to the Chiefs. Who did I have with the Giants? Did I have them losing that game? 
Yep, had him losing that game. Let's give him a win over the Bucks. Carolina. Hmm. Let's give him a win over Carolina. That rounds it out. So we have Green Bay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. God, that seems about right, too. Let's see what Vegas says. Once again, I clicked the wrong one. Yep. Here we go. Dude, guys, we I mean, this is unbelievable. The run we're on. We are nailing these numbers. Nailing them. Seven and a half, Green Bay. I mean, what the hell? How sharp am I? What the hell? Of course, every I'll be sharp on the number. I'll be super sharp on the number, but watch, I'll be wrong on, on all sides of it. Super sharp right on the number. I'll be wrong by a half game on all of these. Green Bay, a slight over seven and a half with eight wins, which could be enough to make the playoffs in the NFC this year. We will see, but I got the Green Bay Packers, eight wins, just a hair over that seven and a half number. Sharp as attack tonight. Love it. All right. Let's round out the NFC North with the Minnesota Vikings, the reigning NFC North champs. Okay. Let's see. Man, Tampa Bay. God bless them. I just oh, I think it's going to be so rough. I got a good buddy who's a Bucks fan. I just no way it's going to be pretty. Uh, lost to Philly. Let's go loss to the Chargers. Actually, no. You know what? It didn't feel right. Let's give a let's give a W to the over the Chargers. Let's give a W over the Panthers. Let's go loss to KC. I got them splitting all the games in the division, as I mentioned earlier. So we'll split that the Chicago up. Let's go loss to San Francisco. Splitting the games with Green Bay. Atlanta. Let's give them a W over Atlanta. Going to go. Hmm. Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? Oof. I mean, that's like. <laughs> that's like picking between. Like vanilla and chocolate ice cream, essentially. It's like you almost you just kind of comes down to which one you like the most. They're both ice cream. They're both basically the same exact thing. They're the two, they're the two most popular things of that category. Kind of just comes down to which one you prefer. But I think Derek Carr is going to be on a revenge tour this year. I think he is pissed. Let's give him a loss. Let's give a W to Derek Carr there. Denver, Minnesota. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Vikings beating Denver. Gonna go Vikings beating the Raiders. Losing to the Bengals. Did I already give them that W over Detroit yet? Let's see. Detroit. Oh no, we got two at the end here. So one win over Detroit. One loss to Detroit. And let's see. Let's see what that results in <clears throat> for the Minnesota Vikings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine 
one game shy of the Detroit Lions, so it maps out exactly to what I thought it would be in the end here. The Detroit Lions win the North. Vikings finish a game shy. Let's see what Vegas has the Vikings at for the 2023 season. Uh, but God, we are killing it. Are we kidding with these numbers? Half game off on literally every single one of these. Slight over. And that's what Vegas thinks the favorite is anyways. We're on the we're on the favored side here. Slight over for the Minnesota Vikings at nine wins. Uh, a, a, a Definitely a decline from last season, but that's what happens when 90% of your games came from one score victories. I mean, they were pulling games out of their ass, including the Bills game. I mean, just they didn't have a prayer in that game at the end. And somehow... The ultimate prayer was answered, and Justin Jefferson made the best catch of the decade. <laughs> that game still makes me sick. Oh, my God. All right. NFC North, NFC East in the books. Let's go on to the South. I keep talking about the NFC South. Let's move on to the NFC South and take a look there. Um, this is this is an interesting division, as I keep mentioning, just because all these teams are, like, equally bad. But they all, to some degree, have something interesting about them. And I do think if I had to, like I said earlier, if I had to look at all of them, compare them all, and then pick one, I'm going New Orleans just because I think that they already have probably the best core amongst these teams. And I also think that um, the addition of Derek Carr is going to be, we're going to look back at it, we're going we're to think it's underrated, I think, at the end of the year. Because, like I said, he did not leave the Raiders on good terms at all. He's got something to prove this year. That is 100% for sure. Okay. Atlantic Carolina. That is the showdown between Desmond Ritter and uh why do I keep what do I keep blanking on uh the hell's the Keep forgetting, Bryce Young. Why do I keep forgetting that? Every time I think of the, I, this is how irrelevant the Panthers have been to me recently. Every time I think of the Panthers, I still think of Sam Darnold. I still think of Sam Darnold. I keep forgetting about Bryce Young, though. I keep forgetting. So Desmond Ritter, Carolina. That seems to me that's a good that that to me. These just this feels like split. This feels like split territory. So we'll give them we'll give them the win there to start it off. Okay, Atlanta, Green Bay. I had Atlanta losing to Green Bay. I had Atlanta losing to Detroit. I'm going to have them losing to Jacksonville. Give them a W over Houston. I think I had them losing to or No, I had them beating Washington. Give them a win over Tampa. Hmm. I'm wondering about, um, man, the, the Titans situation this year. So it came out today that Will Levis, I mean, it, it, he's get, 
the, the rumor today, or not, I don't even know if it's a rumor. I guess speculation might be the better word, but it's, it's coming from people who are watching camp. And what's coming out of the Tennessee Titans camp right now is that Malik Willis is outplaying Will Levis in camp. And Will Levis could get cut. The quarterback situation in Tennessee is, is dire. It is not good. And you also have Derrick Henry coming off an injury, and, and I, you got to wonder, uh, I mean, how much longer does Derrick Henry have in him to just run guys over? I mean, he, he's not getting any younger. It just kind of seems like that's it's coming to a close quick. Um, I'm going to give Tennessee a victory here, though. Give Tennessee a victory. Uh, okay, Minnesota. I had Minnesota beating Atlanta. God, I can't wait to get to the Cardinals because based on what I have going here, I haven't. I don't even think I'd give. I mean, I got everybody beating that. My God. Uh, New Orleans. I can see. A, I'm seeing a split with New Orleans. Doing a lot of that. I'm doing a lot of splits in the uh, in the in the division, but I like that because I think either way, it kind of with a, a lot of these divisions, including this one, it seems to be very even keeled as as far as competition's concerned. So splitting that just seems right. Uh, so we'll give a loss there to the New Orleans to New Orleans, and also a loss to Carolina here. Um, and then I see that. But then the thing with Tampa Bay though, do they split with Tampa? Yeah, let's just stick with that. That seems right. I think either way, I could see them winning three division games, losing three division games. Let's go loss to the Jets. Let's go. Here's another battle of young QBs here and Indy. By the way, I want to talk about Indy later when I get into the talking about their schedule because this whole thing with Andrew Luck and the Hall of Fame talk, I, I can't even I can't even I can't even get over how people are trying to make that argument. It's absolutely killing me. Mm, Indy, man. My gut's just telling me Atlanta here. And then what did I have with Chicago? I had them beating Chicago. All right. So that rounds out the Atlanta Falcons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins for Atlanta. That seems a, mm, that might be a little bit high. Let's see what happens here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers. Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What do... Oh, my God. I mean, we are bullseyeing these numbers. 
But the under is a slight dog here. The under is at plus 100. Eight wins sounds right, though, for the Falcons. Eight wins, you just see it now. It just sounds right. Slight under. I mean, we are absolutely pegging the number right on the nose. Under eight and a half for the Falcons with eight wins. I can just see eight wins just sounds right. All right, moving on to the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young, what is he going to be the franchise guy, right? This is going to be his first crack at it against the Falcons, but I have them losing. I have them splitting with them, uh, like I said earlier. Also have them splitting with New Orleans, so we'll just get that out of the way. Seattle, interesting. Let's go based on quarterback. We got to go just sticking with the theme. We got to go Geno Smith here. I don't see him starting out this. I don't see him starting off 0 4, though. So, this is where doing the quarterback theme sucks because how, how am I supposed to know what Bryce Young is going to be? You know what I mean? This works better when you, when you know the guys. I'm gonna, let's give him a. Yeah, let's give him, let's give him a win over. Let's give him a win over Seattle. Let's give him a win over Seattle. We already have him losing to Minnesota. With Detroit, we have them losing to Detroit. Oof. This seems this seems a bit mm. man. One and five going into the bye. All right, well, shit, I don't know. Just the way I got it, I guess. W over Houston, W over Indy. What did I have them doing against Chicago? I had them losing to Chicago. All right, so they're getting back on track here. Lost to Dallas. Here comes Tennessee. My gut's telling me W over Tennessee. We have them splitting with Tampa Bay. And we have them splitting with New Orleans and Atlanta. And then with Green Bay, I had them losing to Green Bay. And I'm going to have them lose to the Jaguars. Carolina Panthers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight as well. Okay, that seems right. Let's see what Vegas has. Wow, okay. Missed the target on this one. Wait, no, 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 I didn't again. I, I keep doing this. I keep, I keep hitting the alternate lines. We were dead on again. Dead on. Jesus. Seven and a half. We are just absolutely sharp shooting these numbers over by a half game man this is going to be fun to watch all these pan out we we are on, we are either a half game up or out up or down on all of these i think a slight a slight over for the carolina panthers at 8 wins locked it in okay moving on to new orleans Kicking the year off against the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to give them a W there. I got them splitting against Carolina and Tampa Bay. Against the Green Bay Packers. I had them... Well, I had them losing to the Green Bay... Or I had them winning over the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Bit of a hot start here for Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. Let's give them a loss to New England. Let's give them a W over... 
Houston. Let's give them a loss to Jacksonville. Um, I got them losing to New Orleans. I'm going to give them a W over Indy. Looking back at Minnesota, I got Minnesota winning, or do I? I got no. I got. I got. Uh, <clears throat> I got New Orleans beating Minnesota. Then we got the split with Atlanta. Split with Tampa Bay. Split with Carolina. I have them beating Detroit. Ooh. It's shaping up to be a pretty good year for the Saints. Giants. What did I do there? Lost to the Giants. So have them beating the Rams. Saints. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm. That would win the division. And that's who I foresee winning the division this year. Let's see what Vegas says. Ten seems a little not maybe a notch too high. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. We are just on it. We we are just on it tonight. Slight over, and we're getting the juice on it at plus one and a half. Nine and a half is the set total over under for the New Orleans Saints this coming season, and we got them at a half over. How does how do we keep doing this? How? When's the last time we were even off by two games? I think the first one we did, we were off by two games. It was it. And I haven't looked at any of these numbers prior to this. Crazy. All right. And then we round out with Tampa Bay. God bless Tampa Bay. Like I keep saying, I just, I, I, oof, I think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be real, real, real bad. I think it's going to be between them and the Cardinals this year for potentially the worst team in the NFL. Let's go. I think I have a loss here, obviously. Yep. Got a loss to, oop, to, uh, to the Vikings. Got a loss to, Chicago, lost to Philly, lost to New Orleans. Oh, good God. That's an early bye, too. God, imagine starting the year off 0-4 into the bye. Oof. Hey, at least you got that Super Bowl trophy. That's what I often wonder sometimes as a Bills fan, right? Lost to Detroit. It's like, you know, I, I would do it. I would do what these teams have done, like the Rams. Wow, I got them starting off. Jesus, I got them starting off 0-6, and, and there's no way they're beating the Buffalo Bills, baby, 0-7. Let's give them a, a, a feel-good W over Houston. And maybe let's give them a W. I, I'm down on Tennessee this year. Let's give them a W over Tennessee. But I always, I've, I've wondered, because I don't think you'd ever really, you would say it, like, right, right now I would say that Went over Indy. I would say that I would um I would give up future years of uh, I would I would accept just absolute garbage 
um, football from the Buffalo Bills for several years, if it meant the Super Bowl, I, I sitting here right now, I'd be a fool not to do that. Like what the Rams did, and what the um the Bucks did essentially. You, 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 there's no way you can regret that. You can't regret it. You, you, you went and did what, what, what is it? A quarter of the league, more than that, have been trying to do forever and have yet, have never been able to do it. You went and did that. You win the Super Bowl. You, you can't possibly regret that decision. But it's just like now that it's over. And when you think about it, even with the Bills, we would, we would not, it would be incredible. You'd, you'd have it for the rest of your life, obviously. But in the moment, in the moment, two, three years down the line from that Super Bowl, when the Bills are getting their ass kicked, you're not going to be like, oh, at least we won the Super Bowl, you know, a couple of years ago. That's how I. That's how I view it. Like right now, yeah, absolutely. I would trade. I trade my 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 big right toe, right now. Cut it right off. Put it in a. Put it in a. Ziploc bag and ship it to whoever the hell made that weird bet with me for a Super Bowl. But you're gonna the, the, the thing that's crazy is like with the Rams. I, I got buddies who are Rams fans. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six wins for the Bucks. Sounds about right. I got buddies who are Rams fans and Bucks fans, and it's like, yeah, they're they, they're still beyond. Satisfied with what obviously panned out and what they got out of it. But going into this season, they're not looking forward to it at all. And that sucks. So that's why you have, like, even when the Bills don't win it, like last year when they're, when the, they're the favorite or whatever, even when they don't win it, there is something to be said about being as good as the Bills are despite not winning it. Because if you are the Rams or the Bucks, I mean, think about it. You only had one good year. You had one good year. That's it. And like I said, I, I I would do it. I would do it. But you really do pay the price. You you absolutely pay the price. Where the hell are the bucks? All right, I I had them at six. We were two off on this one. Oh wait, nope, we weren't. Boys, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, I can't miss. I cannot miss. I have never been this sharp on anything in my life. This does not happen. I did have a really good betting year last year in football, though I will say I did. So you know what that means. But knock on wood, I got to knock on wood, but you know what that means. This year's going to be abysmal. You know that. All right. Um, so I had him at six, under. That's the favorite. Minus 140 right now. And that just seems about right for the Bucks. All of these just, my gut, like, you know how like, you got to feel on something? Like, there'll, be, there'll be Bills games, for instance, like going into them. And I can never describe why, but there'll be games where I just do, I either feel really good. Or for some reason, I just feel bad about it. Why, why did I type in six? I'm not betting six bucks. I'm two bucks. Two bucks. But there'll be games where I just feel bad for no reason. And I'm getting that feeling right now with these where I just, the opposite. I'm feeling really good about these. All these numbers just seem to make sense. Like, can't you just see the end of the year coming around and the Bucks or have six wins? It just seems right. All right. That rounds out the... Uh, the NFC South. Leaving one division remaining. The second most competitive. Well, that's, deb- that's debated, I guess. You could argue it's the second most competitive, but 
Eh, you know what? No, it's not. The North is. The North is. Obviously, the East is the runaway most competitive, but the North is, is the second. NFC West, definitely top-heavy between the Seahawks and the Niners, and, and frankly, is it even that top-heavy because it's uh, it, this is the Niners division. Although, I got to tell you, I mean, it would shock me, but it wouldn't blow my mind if Seattle made a run. I, you have to wonder... With the 49ers, you have to wonder when the lack of a quarterback is going to come to haunt them. What they're doing, and I don't even think people will like quantify it because of how good all their other players are on defense and offense, but I don't think people really truly understand what that team accomplished last year with the last pick in the draft. Like, extraordinary. Unbelievable. And you got to wonder, if, he, if, if if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, I mean, who the hell knows? Just wild stuff with Kyle Shanahan, the San Francisco 49ers. And it makes you wonder, man, if, if you imagine, you imagine Josh Allen, Mahomes, literally any of them. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, any of them. Shit, I mean, honest to God, even imagine, like, and this is who Kyle Shanahan, in hindsight, Kyle Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. He wanted Mac Jones over Trey Lance. It just never seemed like Kyle Shanahan was all over Trey Lance. It seemed like that was more management than it was Kyle Shanahan. Even if Mac Jones was on the San Francisco 49ers, I, I, would, I would guess... The line between them and the in the in the Eagles to win the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC would be negligible at best. That's how extraordinary they are with with pretty much some of the worst quarterback play. But not not that it's that bad. The quarterback play is not that. I shouldn't say that. But with with some of the worst optic, optically speaking, some of the worst quarterback play. But the way they set it up is is that it, like you can't fail essentially. The way the offense is set up, it was built for a guy like Brock Purdy to not fail. I can just dump it to McCaffrey. I can just hand it off on a on a random wild play they draw up for Debo Samuel. I can get it to George Kittle. I mean, they got it, they got it all going over there. Not to mention the best defense in the NFC by a mile. So the, the, the San Fran's an extraordinarily interesting team because you just think about what they could be with even a like if they had like a Daniel, even a Daniel Jones, right? A Daniel Jones, a Mac Jones, uh, you name it, really. That's why I wonder. I I do wonder, like, what the story because Brock Purdy got surgery in the off season. I wonder what they would look like with Sam Darnold, because Sam Darnold really hasn't been on a team that has anything around him. Just interest. It interests me to watch what they do. They plug and play at the quarterback position and how they do it. All right, Arizona. This, this to me, in my opinion, this is the worst team in the league this year. That's just how I see it. Um, I, I have them losing to Washington on the on the commander schedule. I got them losing to the Giants. That wait, doing the green button. What am I doing here? Gotta change that up. Okay, got them losing to Washington, Giants, Dallas, San Fran. Oh, good God. Oh. I'll give them a win over the Rams, I guess. I'll have them split with the Rams. That's what I'll do. Because the Rams are just, uh, the Rams not good this year. 
I just I, I don't see the rebound with the Ram. I just don't see it. Seattle. That feels like two lot. That feels like two losses to me in the division. That feels like two losses. <clears throat> Lost to Baltimore. I don't know what to make of Cleveland this year. Do you, I mean I don't know how you guys feel. You have to anticipate that that Deshaun Watson gets better. The question is, does Deshaun Watson ever get back to Deshaun Watson pre-bullshit? That's what I wonder. What they had to do to acquire him, and looking at the situation now, I mean, even if he becomes 75% of what he was in Houston, it, it, it's, it's so not worth it. The only way that, that is ever going to pan out to be worth it is if he gets back to that form that he was prior or better. And I just don't see it. I think he could get he could get back close to what he was, maybe. But he's never going to get back to what he was like when the Bills played him in the playoffs. I just don't see that happening. I think I think the ship sailed. I don't know what to make of Cleveland this year. I just don't. I'm looking at this game right now, even against the Cardinals. I don't know what to make of this. You'd think the Cleveland Browns win this game. I do not. I, if, if there's one team that I'd have a, I have no read on at all whatsoever this year. It's Cleveland. Think about it. When you think of Cleveland, I mean, how weren't they the most? They, last year, did you even think about Cleveland once? Did you think about them at all? I really didn't at all. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have them. Eh, I gotta give them at least one more win. Eh, no, you know what? No. No, they're losing that game. Let's give them a win over. I got everybody giving them a win over Houston, though. Houston's got to get some wins somewhere. I'm going to give them a loss there. You know what? Something in my mind, just talking about Cleveland there, something in my mind's telling me Arizona's winning that game. I got to go with my gut. Lost to Pittsburgh. Lost to San Fran. What did I have Chicago doing? Loss. Well, Jesus. Two and fifteen for Arizona. Oh my God! It's not going to be. It can't be that bad, can it? They'll steal one of these games somewhere. Either way, though, I bet you their over under is at like four and a half. Let's see. Yep, four and a half, and the over's the underdog. That no matter whether I have them at two or three or four, it doesn't matter. They're they're going under four and a half. That's how I see it. They're not going to win only two games. That was way too low. But I look back, I, I honest to God, like if you had a gun to my head and said change one of these, that you think's the, the easiest to change. I, I don't know which one I'd change. That's how I feel with this team. I just don't see any of those teams on that list of uh, opponents where I'd be like, oh, that's the one I'd change. Um. They're, they're just a bottom barrel team to me this year. There's no other way to put it. So under four and a half for the Arizona Cardinals. Lock that in. Two buckaroos, baby. All right, the Rams. No, they're another team, same division that I just, I'm down on. I'm down on. But with the coaching, with potentially a healthy Matt Stafford, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, Matt Stafford says he's healthy, right? Anticipate him coming back in full health. But I just don't know. I think he played through a lot of pain last year that maybe he should not have. And it seemed as though it just man, it was it was a it was a dip down to say the least last year. We're talking about the worst team 
in NFL history coming off of a Super Bowl win. That was what the LA Chargers or the LA Rams were last year. Uh, let's give them a loss to Seattle here. Lost to San Fran, lost to Cincy. Let's give them a win over the Colts. I don't, just the Colts are another one. I don't. I don't know what to make of Colts. I, I, the coaching situation in itself is that's enough to make you just be like, "What the hell is going on in Indy?" Obviously, I mean, I mean I'm really excited to see Anthony Richardson. I think he is ex- an extraordinary prospect. If anybody, everybody's always trying to make these comparisons to, oh, he's the next Josh Allen, he's the next Josh Allen. If anybody has the makeup to look like the next Josh Allen out on the field, it's Anthony Richardson. He's just got the same type of traits. He's a fun-as-hell player to watch. Um, But I forget. So, yeah, Shane Steichen takes over this year after the debacle with unnecessarily firing Frank Reich. And... um. And putting Jeff Saturday at the helm. What the hell was that? Indy's got a while, I think, until they rebound. Um, So we got a loss to Philly here. We got a win for the Rams over Arizona. Let's go loss to Pittsburgh. We had Dallas beating them. We had Green Bay beating them by. Uh, let's give them a split. With Seattle. I think McVeigh can get in division. He can split there. Um, Win over Arizona, right? Yeah, but Arizona always does. Yeah, I, that's why I had that. Arizona always gets at least one win, one win on them, it seems. Um, let's go lost to Cleveland, lost to Baltimore. I think I had them losing to Washington, New Orleans. Got them losing there. And with the New York G-Men, I got them losing that one as well. Oof, bad end of the season for the Rams. One, two, three, four wins for the Rams. What I got coming out of their season. I bet you they're like five and a half. That's what I'm guessing here. Oh, six and a half. Ooh, okay, man, I like the under on the Rams there. So I had them at four. So we didn't now this one. A couple games under on this. But you, as you can see, the under is the slight favorite. Six and a half does seem right. I mean, I, I'm not accounting, you know, back back making those picks. I'm not probably accounting for a game or two, right, that the Rams steal because of McVay, right, or, you know, maybe Stafford just has an, an unreal game, something like that. But I just don't see the consistency level to be able to be that much better than the six and a half win team. Then again, however... In the NFC, I wouldn't put it past any of these teams to make a splash just based on how open it is. I mean, the parity in the NFC is just wild. All right, San Fran. This is the team that I, I just right next to Philly. That's who I got. I got I got San Fran in an arms race with Philly for the NFC this coming year. They're just way too good everywhere but the QB position, and if they can just keep that QB position healthy, they're going to the NFC Championship. Let's give them a week one. Mm, week one. Something about Pittsburgh this year is interesting to me. Young and upcoming, man. They're going to be a surprise team, I think, this year, Pittsburgh. They were really coming on at the end of the year last year. 
but I got to give San Fran the win here. Mm. Yeah, San Fran getting a win there. Win, win. I had the Giants losing that, so we got win, win, win. I had the Cowboys losing that as well. Win, win. Oh, God. Jeez. All right, let's give let's give them. I got to find a loss in here somewhere before the bye. Let's give it to Cincy, I guess. So we got one, two, three, four, five. Jeez, one, two, three, four, five. Seven and one going into the bye. That ain't bad. Jesus. Got to factor in some losses here to make up for this just because you know a couple of these are going to be toss-ups. So I'll give them a loss to Jacksonville here. And let's give them a split with Seattle. Okay, we'll do the W over Tampa Bay. I think I have Philly. Let's see. I can't. I think I might have had Philly. One of Philly's losses being to them. Nope, I haven't beaten them. Okay, so we give them a loss to. Philly. Uh, W over Arizona for Washington. I had the Rams losing both. And we'll give them a loss to Baltimore. Throw another loss in there. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve wins for the 49ers. That I could see that. I bet you they're more around 10 or 11. Let's see what Vegas has. 10 and a half. There it is. Okay. But the over is a high favorite at minus 145 compared to the under at plus 125. But the over, that seems about right. 10 and a half over. I, I like that a lot. I think 11 wins is probably 10 wins is the floor. It seems like in the NFC for. San Francisco, I see them jumping over that at least by one. So taking the over 10.5 on the San Francisco 49ers, and that rounds out the NFC. And that took absolutely four freaking ever. We haven't even touched the AFC yet. But the thing is that I, I'm forgetting here, I guess, is that we already did a lot of AFC games in doing the NFC. That's why it takes so long, I guess. So we already have like half the AFC mapped out, I guess. But the NFC is in the books. And I guess based on these numbers, the one seed, it pretty much maps out to exactly what I would I would have it at. The one seed, once again, is Philly. The two seed is San Francisco. And the rest is just kind of who's either someone makes a complete shock or it comes down to those two teams. I think it comes down to those two teams. Okay, let's start. We're going to save our beloved AFC East for last. Just to make it interesting. Let's start with the AFC North. Ravens, interesting as hell this year. Because last year, you got you to think just based on what had happened to them health-wise. They were better than they should have been. And man, they are a terrible, terrible offensive call on the goal line away. 
from beating the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bills not even having to get embarrassed by the Bengals in the playoffs because they would have been home. Now that they're healthy, Lamar's contract situated, the addition of Odell Beckham Jr., Baltimore is going to be back this year in a, probably a big way if they can stay healthy. Kick the year off with a W over Houston. Now I'm going to give them a split in the division with the Bengals. So we'll mark a W or a loss there in that one. We'll mark a win in this one. We'll give them a win over Indy. I'm going to have um something tells me in my gut let's have them split with Cleveland in the division. You know what? No. No. I'm going to have them sweep Cleveland, split with Pittsburgh. That sounds about right. That sounds better to me. Okay. Let's go W over Tennessee. In Detroit, I had them beating Detroit. I have them beating Arizona. In Seattle. Did I skip Seattle? I guess I skipped Seattle. We'll get we'll get we'll go back to them. Um gonna go lost to Seattle. Lost to Seattle. Hmm. Lost to the Chargers. Pick up the win over the Rams. Good game here against Jacksonville. Let's give them, I have San Francisco beating Baltimore. Or no, I have them beating San Francisco. So let's give them a loss to Jacksonville. And let's give them a loss to the Dolphins. That brings Baltimore to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Ooh, man, that would be a good bounce back year for Baltimore. Let's see what Vegas has him at. 11 wins. I mean, that'd be damn good. That would be damn good for for uh for any AFC team. Okay, they got him at nine and a half. Over severely favored, though, at minus 170. Hmm. I think 10 wins. I think 10 wins. 10 wins is what I would give. I know I had him just had him at 11. 10 wins, though. That sounds right for the Ravens this year. It's all going to be a matter of health. I mean, they were just so banged up last year. But that sounds about right. If they can stay healthy, I see I could see them at 10 wins. So that's Baltimore. I had him at 11 with the over nine and a half on the win total. Let's move on to the Bengals. Oof. Good God. So, let's have them, let's have them split with Baltimore and Cleveland. Going to have them split with Pittsburgh too, I think. Three and three. We got win win over the Rams, win over the Titans, win over the Cardinals, win over the Seahawks. 
Uh, what did I have going on? I had him beating San Francisco. Bills got to be ramped up for this one. Revenge game. Give the win to the Bills at home. I know that's in Cincinnati. I don't know. Something about that game, I just feel like the Bills, they got it. They got to want, they're going to want to exercise their demons in that one, man. Win over Houston. I had him splitting with Baltimore, yes? Yes. Splitting with Baltimore, splitting with Pittsburgh. Let's have him beat Jacksonville, beat Indy. And then we had Minnesota losing to them as well. And then, man, they they always beat the Chiefs in the regular season. I mean, frankly, they just had the Chiefs number. It's going to be a big one right here, man. Week 17, Chiefs, Bengals. Damn, that's going to be a big game. I'm going to go Chiefs. Chiefs are sick and tired of the Bengals shit. Okay. Cincy, what do we got him at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, boy. Okay. That would not be ideal for us, I'll tell you that. But it's right at the number. It is right at the Vegas number, folks. 11 and a half is what they got him at with the over being a slight underdog. 11 wins seems like about what I see Cincinnati at. I just had him at 12. It's going to come down to a game like that Chiefs game where I had him losing or winning. You know, that, it's going to be toss up there, and it's going to be it's going to come down to the division too, which is going to be tough with a with a health with a healthy Baltimore and a Pittsburgh team that I think is better than years past. So that's what it's going to come down to. But I'm going to give them a slight over on that eleven and a half, just based on what we just went through. So, twelve wins for Cincy. Oh, I don't like the sound of that at all, man. Do not. But I just think Cincy, man. I just think they're just they're just damn good, man. They're just damn good. Okay, Cleveland. Like I said earlier, I just don't know what to make of them. I don't know. Um, Let's have them. I'll have them split with. I have them splitting with Cincy and Pittsburgh. This division, this division is damn good. This division is going to be tight. I don't think Baltimore, I don't think Cincinnati is just going to run away with it. Um, let's have them beat Tennessee. We have them splitting with Baltimore. We have um. I'm losing to Arizona, one of the rare wins we had for Arizona. Let's have them lose to Seattle. Let's have them beat Indy. Losing to San Francisco. Lose to Denver. Beat the Rams. Lose to Jacksonville. Got them losing to Chicago. 
I have them beat the Texans. And then we have them losing to the Jets. We have them splitting with Cincinnati. So that brings them to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins for Cleveland. That sounds dead on. That sounds dead on to me. Wow. Shocked by this number. Nine and a half. Vegas has the Browns at nine and a half. That's interesting. I don't see the Browns as a double-digit win team, man. I don't know about you guys. I don't see double digits coming out of the AFC for the Cleveland Browns this year. Like I said earlier, it would have to be a major resurgence from Deshaun Watson. And, I mean, that's going to have to happen at some point. I mean, not not that the Browns don't already look like absolute fools, but if they're going to save face at all from that catastrophe of a move, he's going to have to step up. You got to think it's better, but 10 wins in the AFC better? I'm not seeing it, man. Um, Let's speed this up a little bit. As we're just crossing the two-hour mark, let's look at Houston. I'm not going to go through the, all of Houston's schedule here. I just want to look at the number that they have. Let's see what they got Houston at. I'm going to go gut reaction on seeing Houston's number. So they got Houston at, okay, they got Houston at six and a half. Hmm. That's an honor to me. That seems like a, like a they seem like a five six win team to me. Like if you just close your eyes, can't you just see five six wins for the Houston Texans? I mean, think about it. In this AFC, a team like the Houston Texans, where are they getting their wins from? If we go over to their schedule here, I mean, just. <laughs> It's insane. You, you you look you look at their you look at their division. They could definitely steal some wins in the division between Indianapolis and Tennessee. You can definitely see some steal some division wins there. You can see that. But I don't know. Actually, the more I'm looking at this this schedule, man, that num- the more I'm looking at this schedule, that number is going to be tight. I'm sticking with my guns, though, there. Houston, under six and a half, but I think they're going to be really close. They're either going to be a six or a seven win team. So we're going under on on Houston. Indy, let's see what they got Indy at. These teams are just so uninteresting to me, like Indy and Houston. I'm excited to watch Anthony Richardson, but outside of that, Indy just does not interest me. Six and a half for the Colts. Now, almost exactly identical to Houston, but on the flip side, I see them being like just a hair over that six and a half. Whereas with Houston, I see them just an eyelash under. I see Indy, I see them dead on seven wins. Like right on the nose with this one, seven wins is what I see. Let's give Indy the over. Eight wins max is, feels about spot on. Seven wins, though, seems like the the bullseye. 
Let's go through Jacksonville's schedule here because they're they're I you know I'm I'm high on Jacksonville this year, very high. Just love what they got going on, and after the momentum built in the playoffs last year with that come from behind victory, and a whole other year with Doug Peterson and and uh, I mean because essentially last year that was essentially Trevor Lawrence's first year. I mean let's be real, you got to just throw that first year out with Urban Meyer. So you got a whole other year with with Peterson and and Lawrence together. They're only getting better. Let's give them. Let's go win over Indy. Let's go loss to KC. Go win over Houston. Win over Atlanta. I got to stick to what I did earlier in the year. I got them beating Buffalo in uh, in England just because. One, I think it's a very, I think it's a very evenly matched game, but I, I think that there's something to be said about the Jacksonville Jaguars already being in London for a full week before the Bills get there, already being accustomed to being overseas and having a whole week to have settled in there as the Bills arrive. I think there's something to be said there. I really do. Um, had him, had him dropping one in New Orleans. Let's see here. go I'm gonna say between the Bills and the Pittsburgh game one of those two seems like losses to me so you can plug either one in I'm gonna give them a loss though to Pittsburgh just because one of, I don't know one of those just seems like losses to me I don't know if I see them winning both those games win win with Cincinnati I had them had them losing to Cincinnati what did I have San Fran doing I had them beating San Francisco. So that kind of evens that out as far as how I, I see their season going here. When I had Baltimore losing to them as well. Carolina I had losing. And we'll give Tennessee a split there. We'll just assume that happens. So Jacksonville, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's, that's too high. I'm a little too high here on Jacksonville. But I think, well, I mean, I guess that comes from the division with the, with the Indy and Houston games. And Tennessee, I mean, realistically, if they, if they were cooking, they could sweep the division just based on how that division is. Maybe that's where I get that from. But they seem more like a 10-11 win team to me. Let's see what Vegas has him at. 10 wins, 11 wins sounds about right, but if they do cook it up in the division, I could see 12. That's why I had said uh, on a few shows ago, I had said that it wouldn't stun me if Jacksonville got the one seed in the AFC by default just because of their division being as, being worse than all the other contenders. So, yeah, so they have them at 9.5. So, I'm, I'm, according to the number, I'm, I'm pretty damn high on it. Um, over nine and a half, I'd take all day with Jacksonville. All day, they're a ten-win team to me. I don't see them not winning ten games because of that division. You, you, you could, you could give them six wins in the division. Realistically, it wouldn't blow my mind to see them sweep Indy, Houston, and Tennessee. Five and one, probably that. That to me seems more like a. A, like a, a damn good run there. I don't think they sweep them. It wouldn't. It wouldn't stun me. But sweeping's tough, no matter what. 
that's just that's just a tough thing to do in the division, no matter how good you are. But either way, I, four wins minimum in the division there. Four wins minimum in the division. Nine and a half to me, that's one of the best that's one of the best bets you can make here right now, in my opinion. Over nine and a half wins for Jacksonville. Because, I mean, you're looking in that division right now, and you're pretty much locking up, in my opinion, you are locking up at least four wins in that division. So you, you pretty much got nearly half your wins for that for that bet right there within the division. Okay, looking at Kansas City, let's take a look here. I had him beating Detroit. I got him losing. I got him beating uh, Jacksonville, beating Chicago, beating the Jets. Beating Minnesota. Denver's stealing at least one from them. Denver plays them really tough. Chargers are going to steal one from them, too. So we'll have them split there. I had them losing to Cincinnati. Um... I gave the Bills the win over the over the Bengals, so therefore I'm going to give the Chiefs the win over the Bills. That that to me that to me the Bills split those two. They, they they're gonna they're gonna go one and one in those two games. That's how I see it, and I'd be fine with that. Out of the Chiefs and the Bengals games, if you can go one and one in that, I'm fine with that. Um, let's give them a win over Miami. Oh, I forget they're they're rematching with Philly. I know I had Philly losing to KC here, but something tells me Philly wins this game. I'm going to have a change of heart on that. I'm going to have Philly beat Kansas City. Beat the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders always play them tough. Don't know if they have it, though, to beat them this year in the in the split. I'll just I'm gonna do that though. I, I feel like I feel like there's gonna be one more sneaky game that the Chiefs drop. Every team's gonna have one of those. So I'll give it to the Raiders there. And I'll have them take the winner here here over Green Bay and, and New England. So KC, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve again. 12 to me seems like, I just don't, I don't know if I see a 13-win team in the AFC this year. Like, back to the point I was making, I think, last show about the Bills going back-to-back years winning 13 games. I mean, if they did that again this year, it would be extraordinary. You look around these all these schedules for all these AFC teams, I mean, 13 wins would be absurd for any team. All of their schedules are, are insanely tough. So 11 and a half. We were right on the number there with the Chiefs. 11 and a half is a number I just don't like betting at all because you have very little room for error there. Very little room. And like I said, I don't see a 13-win team in the AFC this year. If there is, I think there might be one max. So with that said, you're assuming in order for the Chiefs to hit that number, they're going to have to – be one of the best teams, obviously, in the AFC or the one seed, and I just I don't think that that's far-fetched. But the reason I wouldn't bet this, like, big time, 
is one of my favorites is just because that number is going to be super. Uh, you just know that number is going to be dead on. But 12 seems right. And the Chiefs, are, I mean, until I'm proven otherwise, how am I going to keep them out of the, the one seat or at least right there for it? So we'll give them the over there. Um, Vegas is interesting. I just don't quite know what they're going to do at the quarterback position. Because I've yet to hear what the story is with Jimmy Garoppolo after that whole situation with the physical. And then, you know, this is their first year in a long time without Derek Carr. And I, I just don't know what to make of Josh McDaniels either. I don't. It's so hard to imagine that he's not going to find a way to make things right in, in, in Vegas as far as success is concerned. But maybe he's just as good as the product was around him in New England. You have no, you have, some of these guys just aren't head coaches. Let's go back and look at Vegas's number here. They got him at seven and a half. Is that what they got him at? Yeah. But the under is very fair. So, so this is kind of this has been this has been bet up a lot. You got five and a half over on that is two fifteen. Seven and a half under is minus one ninety. Hmm. Let's go under. We're gonna go under seven and a half. For Vegas. I don't know where they're getting more than seven wins from. I mean, in that division, you look at the division, right? The West, with the Broncos, Chiefs, and, and Chargers, where 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 the hell are they getting eight wins? You know, where in God's name are they finding eight wins? Um, all right. Let's wrap this up by going through the AFC East. Our division, baby. Let's take a look at how this is going to pan out. So, we'll kick it off with Miami here. Let's go loss to the Chargers. Let's go loss to the Chargers to kick things off. I think... They split with New England, and they're going to split with the Bills. Going to give them... Mm. Give them a W over Denver. W over the Giants. We had them with a W over Carolina. Lost to Philly. Splitting with uh, New England. Lost to KC. Beat in Vegas. I think they split with the Jets. Had them beating Washington, beating Tennessee. And then I had him beating Dallas, I think. And what did I have him doing with Baltimore? I had him losing to Baltimore. Uh-oh. What does this bring us to? Miami. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Ooh, that's cutting it close. 
I got to tell you, though, I think that kind of it sounds a bit right. What do they have it at? They have it at nine and a half. Okay. I mean, 11 is so tough in the AFC. Like, just looking at this, just given the wins out that I did, I mean, you could easily see them losing to Baltimore or to Dallas. Buffalo could get them twice. They could lose to Denver. I'm going to give Miami over. I like over nine and a half, but I see it at probably right at 10 wins. Miami. I think they're going to get to 10 wins. If you think if you think about Miami, the talent they have, I don't think ten wins is out of the realm. I don't. I don't think that's a wild bet. I really don't. I think they're going to be pushing up for a playoff spot the whole year, and ten wins is going to be doing that. So, ten wins sounds about right for Miami. Let's go to New England now, who I think is going to easily be the worst team in the division. Let's go lost to Philly. We're going to split with Miami. We're going to split with the the Jets. I had them losing to Dallas. I had them do New Orleans. I had them beating New Orleans. Let's have them beat Vegas. I mean, I, I the. They're not beating the Bills till I'm proven otherwise. Sorry. I will have them split with Miami, though. That always just seems to happen with those two. Beat Washington. Beat Indy. The Giants. What did I have with them? I had them beating the Giants. Interesting. Okay. Chargers. Let's go lost the Chargers. Let's go lost the Pitt. Lost to Kansas City. Lost to Denver. Split with the Jets. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins for New England. That to me sounds dead on. And it is. They got him at seven and a half on the uh, on the over under projection, with the under being the favorite. We were spot on on that one. Yeah, New England. I'm sorry. In that division, it's it's inevitable they're going to be in last place there. Don't quite know how in that division, alongside with the rest of the AFC, with what they're currently trying out on the field. I don't know where you find a, a an eight nine win team with these with these Patriots. I just don't see it. They would have to really improve dramatically. Like you'd have to see it just a, an all a massive shift in what they've been the last couple of seasons. And I think they'd also have to they'd have to win two, three games that they are easily considered underdogs in in order to, in order to hop this number. And I just I, I don't know they, they don't they don't have it. I just don't see the personnel on that team to find two, three additional wins that you just don't see on paper with them. They're a team to me that will win the games that they should and not much more than that. That's how I see New England. All right, now it's down to my favorite last two. The talk of the town, the flavor of the AFC uh, as of late, right? Freaking Jets. 
I have the Bills sweeping the Jets. Because I think it's hilarious. And there's something about it. Like I said earlier, there's sometimes just something in my mind makes sense. I don't know why. I can't really explain it. This There's just something about this to me that's, that makes sense to me. I just think this whole aura of the Jets and what they're trying out this year and what that's probably coming across as uh, to the Bills locker room, I feel like they're just going to want to beat their ass. I feel like they're going to have it out for the Jets this year. I have them beating Dallas. I have them splitting with New England. I think, right? Yeah. Splitting with New England. Lost to KC. Lost to Philly. I'll give them a W over Denver, right? Did I do? Yeah, I'll give them a W over Denver. Give them a W over Vegas. Lost to Miami. Split with Miami is what we'll do with that. Give them, give them a, I'll give them a win over the Chargers. Give them a win over Atlanta and Houston and Washington and Cleveland. So that's putting the Jets at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And that, to me, again, it just seems spot on. It just seems absolutely spot on. Let's go check the number uh, on the Vegas line here. Yep, and we are spot on. We are absolutely spot on again on the number. They got the Jets at nine and a half with the over being a slight favorite at 130. And if you if you notice this, obviously the Patriots are the outlier. They got them at seven and a half. But if you notice, you got the Jets, their projected win total, nine and a half. You go up to Miami, their projected win total is nine and a half as well. And then if you go up to our Buffalo Bills, they have them at a slight favorite over those two with one game difference at 10 and a half. I'm actually, I haven't looked at these numbers much at all. I usually don't bet these things until closer to the season, just based on injuries and stuff. Shocked to see right now, based on the sentiment surrounding the bills. And this just goes to show you that all your, all the stuff you're hearing is a crock of shit because the bills at 10 and a half is at a massive favorite right now. I'm honestly shocked to see that number at minus 150. I would have guessed that to be lower just based on all the all, all the the bad sentiment surrounding the Bills, I guess, so to speak. But that this just goes to show you. Well, the one thing you always know, the, the Vegas numbers do not lie. Vegas doesn't give a shit what anybody has to say. They care about the bottom, the bottom line. And right now the bottom line is telling you that the money is on the Bills winning more than 10 games. That is where the money's at. And as you can see, at that 150 number, I bet you by the time the season starts, you see this line creep up to, you could see this line creep up to 11 and a half. Probably not. Man, not, eh. I would say I I would say that's a possibility, but the more I look through here, they are they aren't really budging on these numbers. Like you have Baltimore here. Baltimore is at uh, minus one seventy, so it looks like they don't they don't they don't do whole numbers obviously because they they don't want you pushing on a full on a full year bet. You can't have a push. 
So it'll probably stay at 10.5, but either way, as you can see, the, what I will say is, however, the Bills at 10.5, this 150 will probably get – it'll probably be a worse number. It'll probably close at 170, 170, 180 maybe. Um, so I got the Jets there at 10, and that seems right. I mean, honestly – so if you think about it, right, you got the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. That's what the division is going to come down to. I mean, that's what the division is. I, 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 I as you can see, I got, I got nothing to say about the Patriots when it comes to the comparing to the other three. Where, where are they comparing to what those other three have going on right now? They're just at a completely different point in talent level. Completely different point. Um. So Brandon Katz is coming in here. He's saying. 11 wins would be a noticeable drop-off from last year for Buffalo. It depends on how they get to that number, Brandon. That's how, that's what I would say. 11 wins wouldn't – I mean, we can't we can't have 13 wins be this norm in our mind that's going to differentiate our opinion on this team's success level and how we feel about the team going into the playoffs or how they perform or whatever because they won 13 games last year. They didn't really look like they were a team that won 13 games, and they sure as hell didn't look like a team that won 13 games in the playoffs. Right, if they get to eleven wins and they lose some close games to the Bengals, to the Chiefs, to the Eagles, you name it. I mean, look at their schedule. You can pick out a handful of teams that you could see close losses to. If they get to eleven wins and their losses, outside of maybe one stinker, if their losses are competitive and tight, I don't think eleven wins for these Buffalo Bills are are a. I I, I don't think that's a a, a drop off. I don't. You're looking at this number, and you're looking at the Bills' schedule here, and I I personally have the Bills. I know it's been a while since I did my prediction. I, I, I got to do my final predictions right before the season. I, we already did our pre- Season predictions when the uh, this initially came out. I'll finalize my actual predictions right before the season. But just going on a quick run through here, I I do have them sweeping the Jets just because I have a I just have a gut feeling on that. That's just like my, my one gut feeling. But let's just let's just kind of be let's play devil's advocate here on the on the rest of the year, just based on being from a rational perspective. Got them beating Vegas, beating Washington. Let's have them split with Miami like they did last year. We'll have them split with Miami. We'll have them be, We'll have them uh, double up on New England like I think they will. I'm going to give them a loss to Jacksonville like I've been giving them just because I think that that's, like I, I've explained myself on that one, tough spot um, in the U.K. with Jacksonville already being there. But they bounce back, beat the Giants in primetime. You beat Tampa Bay. I got them beating Cincinnati, but I also have them losing the, to the Chiefs. You can inter, you can interchange those however you want. But out of those two games, I have, I do have um, a loss coming out of one of those. I got a loss to Philly. I got a loss to uh, to Philly in Philadelphia. Man, that that is just not easy. If out of all these games, I'll tell you this: out of all these games, if they won against Philly, that would that that would impress me the most out of any other game that they won. Out of all these games, what would impress me the most is winning in Philly. I got them beating Denver, beating Dallas, 
and beating the Chargers. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. I got them right at around 11, 11, 12. I think we might. That, now, you know what? That just sounds right to me. However, no matter how you interchange these games, 11, 12 wins, that's the Bills to me this year. And it's right on par with what they've been. 13 is a high, high, high ceiling. The 13 wins to me is not the ceiling for the, or is not the floor for this team. It can't be. Yes, you know, you win 13 the last two seasons, but that is like, I mean, it is an, an insanely tough feat. And at the same time, you know, what does it even matter? You win 13 games the last two seasons in the regular season and you, and you get bounced in the divisional. The year prior to that, they had won less than they had won the last, I mean, when you think about it, the year they made the AFC championship is the year that they won less, uh, they won less regular season games. To me, it doesn't matter based on, and this is what I, I, it is so tough to come to terms with just because you can't, you, you just don't, I, I can say this now, but there's no way in hell I'll feel like this during the season because you're in the middle of it. But you have to not really give a shit about the outcome of the regular season so long as they are within the top four seeds. You know, you start losing the division and stuff, that's when, you need to be concerned. But if you're you can win this division with 11 wins this year. 11 12 wins, right? You I think you could win this division with 11 wins. So if you win this division with 11 wins, you're still the same seed essentially as you were last year depending on how things shake out. It doesn't matter. If you get one of those top 4 seeds, it really doesn't matter what your record was in the regular season. Um Yeah, you know, you're right, John. You're right. 13 and 3 in the AFC campaign. So they were 13 and 3 two of the last 3 years, right? Yes. 13 and 3 two of the, two of the last 3 years. And what they were what? 12 and 4 the the other year that they weren't or 11 and was it 11 and 5? God, I can't even keep track anymore. Um To me it's all about the momentum they're carrying into the playoffs no matter what the record is. They were 13 and 3 last year going into the playoffs and the momentum that they were carrying into the season was lackluster. And you saw that in the Miami game, despite winning, and you sure as hell saw it in the Cincinnati game. There was just a, there was a blatant lack of, I don't, I, don't, I hate saying effort because I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that they weren't trying. Of course they're going out. They want to win, but there was just a lack of, uh, pop there. There wasn't that, excitement that wow factor like there was two seasons ago going in beating the living hell out of the Patriots and then beating the living hell um or not beating the living hell give playing one of the greatest games ever against the Chiefs um there just wasn't that wow factor despite having 13 wins I would trade I would trade I, I think I would I'm trying to think of the best way to say this not to say I would trade, but what I'm saying is I personally believe you can feel better about a team at 11 wins than you can about a team with 13 wins based on how they end the season and go into the playoffs. I think that, that, I think that you can 100% feel that way. 
I could feel better going into the, these playoffs this coming year with the Bills at 11 wins, depending on how they close the season, than I could last year with them at 13. I mean, look at the, just look at the, the, the schedule here in itself to close the year out, right? I mean, if think about it. If they're if they're at a at the bye week, say that they have say at the bye week, they have So you got hold on, one, two, three, four, five. So, so you have five games to close out here. And all five of these games are tough games. All five of these games are tough games. If they win four of these five and they finish the season with 11 wins, I'm feeling phenomenal going into the playoffs. If you beat, because four of these five are playoff teams. Outside of New England, all other four teams are playoff teams. So if you get four out of, four or five wins against playoff teams going into the playoffs, and you're looking good, you win these games, they were, you know, they looked good in those games, I'm feeling good. I mean, Brandon's coming here saying, dude, if the Bills are uh, win 11 games, they're not a contender. I mean, I could not disagree more with that. I could not disagree more with that. It doesn't matter the amount of wins you're carrying into the playoffs, man. It doesn't matter. As long as you get in there, the rest, whatever happened before that doesn't mean a, mean a damn thing. We saw that last year. What did the what were the Bengals what were the Bengals last year? Twelve wins, eleven wins. Uh, they had less wins than the Bills. Yeah, twelve and four. Beat the living shit out of the Bills in the playoffs. It it it, it truly does not matter. All that matters is once you get in. What are you doing when you get in? And that's the point we're at now, right? That's the point we're at now. We're not at the stage of being a Bills fan anymore where you are um, obviously where you're just satisfied with getting into the playoffs, playing, getting a playoff win, whatever. It's not, it's not like that anymore. So when you graduate from going from just wanting to make the playoffs and get a playoff win to now where the Bills are at, it's funny how the regular season, it, it kind of it doesn't matter as much because from the fan perspective, at least, it doesn't matter as much because all you you know is I mean, what you know deep down is none of that's going to matter. All that's going to matter is what they show out on the field in the playoffs. So you just got to get there. And an 11-win season for this team coming up this year would not be a failure by any stretch of the imagination. In my opinion, it wouldn't be that much of a pullback. Yeah, the number would be a pullback. Record-wise, yeah, the number would be a pullback. But this schedule is a lot tougher than last year. You are playing the reigning Super Bowl champions, the reigning NFC champions, right? You are playing – I mean, look at all the playoff teams you have to play on here. The Jacksonville Jaguars, playoffs. Cowboys, playoffs. Chiefs, playoffs. Eagles, Bengals, not to mention the AFC East is the is the strongest it has ever been. The Jets twice a year now they're in Rodgers, a healthy Tua with that with that loaded offense twice this year, an eleven win season on this schedule. The way I see it, I mean I understand what you guys are. I mean I understand what you're saying. How it is technically a a, a, a decline. I mean yes, it is technically it is. But what I'm trying to say is I I all I care about at that point of the year is if they're if they're at 11 wins going into the playoffs and they're looking damn good I'm fine with it. 
it, I've also been on record saying it all depends on how they lose, too. If they go 11-6 and six, and four of those six losses were like the Vikings game last year where it's just, like, sickening, but they were right there and should have won it and it just didn't go their way, I feel fine going into the playoffs because I'm seeing that even when they lost, it was right down to the last second. And that's typically how it goes for this team. They never get, they really never get rolled. That's why the freaking, that's why the Bengals game was such a damn, it was just sickening because it was so unexpected. It was just so out of what we have come to know from these Josh Allen led Buffalo Bills. They don't get their ass beat. So if they are 11 and six and four of the six losses were ass beatings, well, then that's a different story. Then I'm not feeling good at all, at all. What I'm getting at is I think that not all records are created equal, is what I'm saying. Not all records are created equal. You go 11-6 and with four of the six games being just gut-wrenching losses, and you say to yourself, hey, I mean, in in 15 of the 17 games this year, they were a a possession away from winning it, right? Right? The other thing, too, is, 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 is a lot of it is optics, too, as you get closer to the playoffs. Like, last year, when they were dealing with all the stuff that they were dealing with, uh, the stuff around Thanksgiving there, the, the shooting, of course, the DeMar Hamlin thing, of course, you could just tell it was dragging on them. And not They wouldn't even have to say it. You can just watch the games, and you could just tell that something was off. And I still, to this day, have a tough time defining what it was, what the feeling was like. Just something about the visual of it and something about the feeling of the game itself it never quite felt like it was a year prior. And I think that that completely came to the forefront in the playoffs. So what I'm looking for this year is the for the feeling of when the Bills are out there, it just feels like no matter win or lose, they belong in the conversation at the end of the game to be able to win it. That's what I'm looking for. When it comes to, of course, the difference between an 11 and 13 win game uh, season. I'm, I'm not talking about... Oh, they were super close in these games, and and, and they went, and they, they won nine games. I don't give a shit if they're close or not. You can't win nine games. We're only, we're talking we're talking about this from the perspective of a uh, we're talking about this from the perspective of a um, like a first class type problem here. I'm talking about this from the perspective of a team that is going to be in the playoffs. You won't be hearing me talk about me being satisfied with being close in games if they're not. They're not minimum 11 wins. You know what I mean? What I'm saying here is I'm just talking about, if we're talking about them absolutely being in the playoffs, which which is what you would expect, of course, then to me, depending on how it looks, that's where I get into, you know, defending the 11 win compared to the 13 win, whatever. Because I got to tell you, man, I don't know if any team in the AFC this year gets 13 wins. So it's not like you can't you can't say the Bills aren't a contender. Then who's the contender if no team gets 13 wins? Right? I mean, that's that's the thing. There, I, I think there's a legitimate possibility this year in the AFC that no team cracks 13. Um. So when you look at it from that perspective, there has to be a contender somewhere, despite not reaching 13. I think any team in the A. This is the best way to put this, honestly. In this loaded of a conference, I think any team this year in the AFC that has double double digit wins is one hundred percent a contender. 
Any team this year in the AFC with double-digit wins is a contender. Because as good as these teams are, you look at the land, you look at the layout of the AFC. All these teams are good enough to beat the other team any given Sunday. That could be said for any team in the NFL, but it's it can be even further extended based on the talent level of all of these teams that are in the AFC currently. So I think any team at the end of the year that has done well enough in the AFC to win 10 games, you mean to tell me they can't do well enough to, to steal one in the playoffs, even if they're the underdog or even if they're not supposed to win it? It's going to be a hell of a, it's going to be a hell of a ride this year on the, uh, in the AFC. I mean, truly. And I'm, I'm stoked for it. I'm stoked for all of this. I know it's going to be a hell of a tough year just from the schedule perspective and, and just based on the competition level. But I'm also very excited to see how the Bills bounce back into this spot where they go from being everybody's darling, everybody's Super Bowl favorite to being kind of slept on here a little bit and being passed up. That's what I'm excited to see. Because they got a great opportunity here to, you know, be back to where I think they thrive the most, and that's having a chip on their shoulder and uh, and kind of proving people wrong. I think that, that's where this team does best. And I got to tell you, if they won it this year, it doesn't get more impressive than that. Because you can look at about six to eight teams right now in the AFC that if they won the Super Bowl or made the Super Bowl, would it shock you? Would it shock you if KC made it? Would it shock you if Cincy made it? Would it shock you if Baltimore made it? Would it shock you if the Bills made it? I mean, there's a couple other teams, too. I, I mean, it would be shocking, but it wouldn't absolutely stun me, depending on how the playoffs lay out. It wouldn't stun me if Sean Payton came into Denver and got Russell Wilson back to Russell Wilson form and they went and made the AFC Championship. It wouldn't stun me if in the disastrous AFC South, or excuse me, the AFC West, it wouldn't stun me if... No, no, excuse me. The AFC South. Again, I was right the first time. It wouldn't stun me if in the disastrous AFC South, Jacksonville somehow came out of there with the one seed and got favorable matchups in the AFC, and they made the AFC championship. It wouldn't stun me if, the, based on the talent level of the LA Chargers, if they finally got things going this year and they were in the AFC championship. So there's so many teams. Whereas in the NFC... Truly, if you said if you said any team outside of the the 49ers or the Eagles, wouldn't it stun you? Like if you thought of any other team outside of the 49ers, I can't really, I could not confidently pick one team outside of the 49ers or the Eagles that I would put into the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. I couldn't. With the AFC, I could say with some degree of confidence a, a handful of teams. So the competitive, the competitive uh, setup is going to be extraordinary. And, uh, hey, the Bills got the team to do it, man, 100%. And with the health, that's the, that's the key here, the defensive health, health especially. With this healthy defense, in my opinion, amongst all of those top-tier teams, the Bills definitely have the best defense. And you mix that together with arguably the best quarterback or a top-three quarterback in that conversation, with a top-three wide receiver in that conversation, all you know is it's going to be a hell of a year. 
Holy smokes. That's almost three hours in the books. I'm beat after that one. I'm looking over here at the uh, home run derby. That's still going on. We have Vlad Guerrero, Jr., uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the lead here with 25. They've been hitting these balls for like three hours. When I started, they were kicking this thing off. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining me tonight. We just went through all 32 teams in the schedule. We were pretty damn good on the number tonight. Man, that was impressive. We were pretty damn sharp on these numbers. We will see how the results pan out. At the end of the season, we got all the bets in place, so we have a good way to track and see how our uh, predictions go uh, tonight. But that was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you tuning in. Got to come up with some creative stuff here during this dead period, man. We got to get it creative, you know? And then pretty soon, there will be no need to have any additional creativity. The bills will be hand-delivering to us 63 days and counting. I'll be back with you again next Monday. We'll find some other fun thing to do. In the meantime, have fun this week. Enjoy your week. And as always, go Bells. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.